this? <laughs> like what? We like, just I mean, had a conversation. I mean, I understand. Like whole. I guess never mind. I can't judge you. I do that. I do that. Never mind. Fuck you. Go continue. Uh, I have woken up and chose violence today. So some assembly may be required. A lot of assembly may be required. A yeah, lot. Personal assembly, maybe. Good afternoon, and welcome to Topics on the Table with the Marauders. Today, our special guest is Bethel. To my right, I have Pi Messiah, also Kato. How you guys doing? Across from me, I have Ian. I'm tired. <laughs> to the right of Ian, I have Marcos. Bitch ball! And to my left, I have Bethel. Hi, how's it going? And this is episode six. All right, so uh, tonight here with uh, our topics on the table, we have our guest has already been disclosed, uh, Mr. Bethel, sitting over here across from me. Uh, he's prepared a few topics for all of us that we have done our due diligence and individually researched at least a little bit. I don't have much faith in Marcos's researching capabilities, but hey, we'll find out. So, Bethel, if you want to go ahead and give us uh, the topics that you selected today, we'll, we'll get started with those. Wow, you chose my own, man. <laughs> Who's shat in your coffee this morning, bro? I did. It's the way I like it. <laughs> the extra dark? Yeah. Uh, Nutty. So, okay, so you had you had multiple topics, correct, Bethel? Yeah, I had many, cool, many topics. Cool. Did you want to share anything about yourself? So, I'm Bethel. Um, I like to play video games. I like to uh, listen to music and cook. Um, uh, and ladies, he's single. No, he's not. Yeah. He's in a relationship with Jill. <gasps> what? I have no idea who the fuck Jill is. Oh. Oh, oh. No, <laughs> this, right is, this is Rhonda. Rhonda? Yeah. That's terrible. What happened you to Pamela? Your hand? Oh, she had to retire. I wore her Pamela out. Pamela Henderson? Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, however you your monkey is up to you. I like it. I pointed at the wrong hand. I use this hand. <laughs> You're not ambidextrous? You can't switch in the middle? No. Have you, you ever, ever actually ever had tired? to try to get like a ghost hand syndrome going on? Oh, you, you sit like on sit it. sit on your hand yeah. and it goes numb and then you just, it's like, feels like it's someone else there for you, man. I tried that and I felt like it was really hard to get a grip. A <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Your yeah. hand would be numb at that point. Sorry. Yeah. No. I think I may have uh. sat too long. Yeah, that fucking fat OS suffocating the shit out your hand. <laughs> Like, oh, all right, I think I'm gonna do this now. Wait a second, where is it? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. And this is my life. <laughs> this is this is it really? Is it really? I don't know, Ian. They need to take you to a meeting, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. hey. well, like, I don't know. Take you to some church, do you want to do anger management after this? I can probably speak. Am I really you that in. angry? You're pretty angry. <laughs> I, I feel like there's something deep down there to talk. Yeah, no, definitely not. Deep down, all there is alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. sponsor us. Okay, let's go. What do you got for us? What's your first topic, sir? Um, and he's a bitch. So, uh, I guess we could go with uh, FOMO. The, FOMO? The fear of missing out. Okay. okay. Uh, as a kid, I or as a kid and into like my late teens, like 18, 19, even into like 21, I had a real big problem of like, I didn't want to miss out on anything anybody was doing. Like, I just wanted to be around and be there. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot better with that. Um, I don't have the need to be anywhere with anybody at any point anymore. Um, but I'm, I still like hanging out and stuff, but that's pretty much it. It's not like I'm fearful that I'm going to miss something, that something cool is going to happen without me being there, and I'm not going to be able to experience that. 
Okay. Hmm. Did you have a definition on FOMO? Like a fear of is, missing out. I know, but like a, like a clinical definition. Cause I have to imagine it's a thing. It's not just, that's the acronym, right? Yeah. But is there a, like a, it's a psychological thing. Now here, I didn't put in much research to this. But I didn't I do know a little bit about this. It okay. is psychological. It's, uh, I do believe wanting to be included into something, want to make sure that you are not missing out on anything, that you do get to see everything. Or like maybe even so, I guess it could be said that your name is applied in the story when it's talked about. Mm. Really? That's that's what it leads into? Like just the idea that you want your name included somewhere? Like to well, be no, able no, to be like, I was there? Not included, but yeah, just like being able to have, being able to tell that story. I thought it was more the experience. Yeah, the experience, yeah say that okay so from because i i have a, I, I come from a financial exper- perspective in fomo so uh back in the 1400s uh there was this thing called tulip mania and dutch area whoever the f- fuck that called the dutch anyways so there was these uh, uh tulips that would have a form of variga- uh, variegation is it variegation it, it would basically have the the color, and then there would be uh, like white on it, and they thought it was from a particular breed of tulips. So, what they would be doing is they'd be selling, buying, and trading these tulips, and people would start putting a, r- a ridiculous amount of money into uh, obtaining these tulips. Little did they know that it was actually from a bacteria that would cause the uh, uh, variegation pretty sure i'm fucking that up but a variation variegation i don't know very variegation i can i can google it let's see we need some verification on this yeah let's see variegated looks like this so there's like oh so how like the uh, leaves start turning uh lighter color like it's not getting enough uh chlorophyll yeah so something like that right oh damn that's gorgeous so okay yeah i've seen those my mommies have those right so they thought that the tulips were they look like that because because uh, it was genetic right what ended up being was uh, a bacteria and so whenever the plant would bloom um and it was variegated that would be like a highly valuable um plant Right, it only lasted for so long, and then as soon as it died, that was it. You could have the offspring from that, the buds from that, and then what people would do would be selling the buds, or the the little like root ball. So it's basically the equivalent of the plant having an STD. Yeah. Oh my god. And so what ended up happening was that people were buying and trading, and it just bubbled like quickly. So like, uh, it'd be trading for absorbent amount of money because of FOMO. Because people were hearing about how people were getting rich off these tulips. And that was like the first documented thing of FOMO in regards to like a financial perspective, right? And then you have uh, nowadays uh, stock markets, uh, very much FOMO um, driven. So if you have a particular uh, ticker that starts going up, like for example, GME. Uh, people are noticing that they're getting 25% gains every day. I'd say the first one that's actually, I mean, maybe not written down or recorded, probably with the Egyptians, the pharaohs. Like, why'd this motherfucker get a goddamn pyramid? And I don't got no pyramid. And this motherfucker killed me a fucking pyramid right now. Probably. 
Like, Probably expensive as fuck. It's just, just it's bunch of slaves. Coffin. Yeah, you know, well, no, you know th- that's actually a weird idea. I never thought of it like that. Like you would see, you know what I mean? Like the first pharaoh who was like, or I guess it would go farther back than that. Then because you go like the first civilization, they built giant temples and shit, and so the next civilization's like, well, I want giant temples and shit. So they were like, let's build something bigger. Do you think they had a fear of missing out of their giant pyramid? <laughs> like, Might I'm gonna be bigger than that, guys. Yeah, I'm like, build a bigger one. I'm gonna build a bigger one. Like, you think that's actually a thing? You think that could be maybe classified I, back then? To I kind of would kind of like to think that that would be more of like uh, compensation, like they're compensating for something. Like, oh, that guy is so good, he has a temple. I'm just as good or even better, so I'm gonna have a bigger temple. Like, I don't think it's like a FOMO thing. It's seems- I think that's more of like, oh, fuck that guy. He has something. I want that, but I want it bigger. And once I have my bigger one, I'm going to destroy his his one. Did you know that they were okay. plated with gold? They were what? With what? They're, the, the tips were plated with gold and they had a marble on the side. Whose tip? The pyramids. Got it. And then they started to, like, thieves would come and steal parts of the pyramid. And that's what they looked like the way to do. People were taking gold from them. Yeah, people were were were, were stripping the the pyramids from whatever treasures they had on them. I honestly didn't know that they were covered in gold at all. That's kind of cool. I wonder why. I know that like the uh, jewels and stuff in the urns were like pretty valuable. Oh, like the, like the raiders. Yeah, they would they raid the the, the tombs. tombs. Sorry, I totally just veered off from FOMO and. No. It just went into mummies and shit. I mean, man, that, that's just how we do it, man. Like, I've already I've come up to those terms of, like, that's just how we work. Yeah. Anyways, back to you, Bethel. Uh, so, FOMO. Yeah, no. Um, I have plenty of times where I would just leave uh, a commitment I had just to ex- go and experience these things. Like, uh, there was this one time uh, when I was still in high school, and I completely and utterly ditched out on a Christmas to go and hang out with my buddies and, you know, be a high, be a dumb high schooler and smoke weed in a field like you do here where we're at. So, uh, and I got a call from my mom and she's like, where are you? I was like, Oh, I won't be able to make it. And I came up with some lame excuse. And, uh, my mom was just like, if you ever miss a Christmas again, you'll never come to anything else with this family. And I was just like, all right, well, I'm not going to miss a Christmas ever again. I think I remember that. I think you were telling me about something like that happening. Yeah. Like that day you were messaging me and you were like, fuck, man, I messed up. No, no, this was in high school. Oh. Now, Uh, now, question though. So wouldn't you have – were you at the Christmas party first? No, I never showed up. So did you not get FOMO from the idea that you're missing the Christmas party too? No, it's always been like – I guess you could say it's like I'm like oh my family's always gonna be there it's gonna be like the same thing every every single year, but going out with my friends or going out just period with my friends or with people different than me, uh, or different than my family I mean, and that's what I had I was it 
fear of missing out and the fear of like I, the potential fun you could have too. I have that comes with it. Actually, a really modern experience with FOMO, like really, really modern. So actually, I want to pull a definition really quick. I want to get to your story, but definition yeah. wise, so I looked it up, and it's FOMO says it's, it's anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere, often aroused by posts seen on social media. Does that fit like what you your definition like your idea of it? Yeah, but not uh like posts. So how off of social media? So but, it would be posts. How would you know about these events that were happening? Well, my friends would tell me. You'd, and, you'd be invited. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, like I've called out of work. I've like I said one time mm-hmm. didn't go to a Christmas uh dinner. Okay. Um, or just completely and utterly dropped all the obligations I had and just went. So, and that's why I don't I don't have that anymore. I kind of worked that out of me because it's not very healthy for me. Because if I keep if I kept doing that, I wouldn't really be going anywhere. And now I, I'm actually going place going somewhere with my life now. Yeah. Since I got rid of that kind of fear. I have a question for or you. that anxiety. Do you feel like you lived enough like life to where you don't have to have that? Could it also just be priority? I think I finally – a little bit of that, but also I think I finally just realized what my actual priority should be. Like it finally clicked. Mm. Like it felt like it took a long time for me to finally get that click of, hey, priorities, you need to have those. You need to follow those priorities, and I think that's – it's just finally clicked with me. Okay, that makes sense. I, I always thought of FOMO a little differently um, in the sense that I always thought that it just meant like you weren't invited to the event. I don't know if that was actually part of it, but correct me if I'm wrong. That's not a part of it, right? It, it doesn't it, matter about the invitation if it, you were invited be, or not. It could be anything that causes that anxiety yeah. that where you feel like you're missing out on something. Got it. Okay, so yeah, cool. Like for me. That makes sense. And you, you had an example, right, Ian? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my parents and my little brothers and sisters are going over to Disneyland this weekend, right? And it's not so much, like, it's not something that I'm super anxious about or anything, but I really don't want to go to that. And I can't because work. I have to be able to get down with work because that way I can pay for a schedule that I might want. It might actually help me out. And it's, it's not really anxiety about missing out on being able to go. The big thing for this, I guess, I would say, or at least something I can relate to FOMO, is it's seeing the excitement on my little brothers and sisters' faces. That's always something that's got to me and made me really happy, personally. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm missing out on that. And it's just something I didn't really want to miss out on, but I'm not overstressing myself about it. So then would you consider that being FOMO if you're not, like, stressing? Yeah. I, I mean, I was earlier on like uh maybe thursday or friday of last week i was kind of stressing out about it so yeah i guess that includes a little bit of fomo but okay. not not too much not so extensive i guess okay and you you were saying yes miss danny yeah and i looked up actually a different definition a feeling of anxiety or insecurity over the possibility of missing out on something as an event or opportunity so it's an opportunity it's the anxiety that you're gonna miss out on the opportunity of seeing your siblings like that yeah that would be the fomo yeah but were you anxious though no, I wouldn't say. Or insecure so then, about it? Definitely not insecure. See? I don't get insecure over like uh, about a lot of things. So I don't think it's FOMO like then. Bummed. 
I just think yeah. you're bummed that yeah. you you yeah. didn't get to go. Like you, it's something you're gonna a miss. Upset about it, yeah. Cause yeah, because Disneyland too. I want to go. I want to fucking go to Star Wars Land. You yeah. If me? if he FOMO'd, he would be calling out of work and going. That's what I mean, right? Like it would yeah. be leading to a point where you're like, I have to go. Like I can't miss this. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get there. Yeah. So yeah. you're gonna call your your place of work and be like, Hey, I can't make it in. For I'm these so work oriented. Like I'd feel self conscious and more anxious about calling out of work to go to Disneyland. And have so some you time have for you myself. have FOMO in regards to work then. Possibly, but now would it be fun? It's, not, it's be... not really missing out though. It's like it's an obligation. It's a responsibility I have. It's a priority. Do you feel anxious yeah. about it? About calling out of work, yes. But I don't think that would be FOMO because I mean, I'm, I wouldn't consider I it want FOMO. to go yeah. into work. No, because it's the idea that like when you have a pri- like a a set list of things you need to do, like a job. Calling, being nervous to call out is. I think more so you're nervous to get in trouble or disappoint your bosses because you know that later on it might come back on you. You know what I mean? Because if you call out every other weekend, they're going to use it against you the day you're like, hey, I need a day off or, hey, I need paid time off. They're going to be like, dude, you, you miss every other week. We're not giving it to you. Yeah. You either come in or you're fired, right? Because to a certain point, you're going to start creating this bad like impression. Yeah. yeah, this bad relationship, and it's going to eventually be like, well, if you miss again – you're just gonna be we're just gonna let you go like we want you to know that you know and that, that's that's you avoid that by being on time and really good at your job and being there every day as long as you can you know what i mean yeah so without like calling in and missing those days so i think that's what he would be going through at the moment not so much fomo he's not afraid of missing the event of work he's more like, i mean i would be that's what i do the, yeah. My first few months in a job, I'm there 24-7 doing yeah, as much hours definitely. as I possibly can because eventually in six months, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm not coming in this week. Why? Personal stuff, and I'm not going to take that week. Even if they were to be like, hey, you have to come in, I'll be like, look, I'm not coming in. So either find someone to fill my spot or you're going to have an empty slot. You know what I mean? Because you, you build that repertoire. And so if they fired you on that, I'd be like, look, dude, I've never taken a day off in this many months. It's ridiculous that you did that. So it's like uh, the emotional bank account. Like you put so many mm-hmm. deposits, you're finally taking a withdrawal out. And, yep. uh Exactly, yeah. Oh. And you can take as big of a withdrawal as possible because, you, you know what I mean? You've you built know what so you've put much, in. Yeah. yeah, you know what you've put in. Well, that's that's what you value versus what they value because what they can value could be different than what you value, you know? Yeah, but I know the fact that they're going to value what I do. So that's why yeah. I agree with, with Ian, you yeah, know, not, no, not missing work for I'm an not, event uh, like that. I'm not disagreeing. It's just yeah. I'm talking about the emotional bank account. I know that's like yeah. a different like subject and topic. But. So what, what led you to believe or to know? What led you to know that you were going through FOMO? Like what triggered like, oh – this is what I'm going through. Not just not just like the idea that okay, I'm missing cool things that you know maybe I'm getting invited to, right? Because if someone misses a party, right, you get invited to a Disneyland, you get invited to a coastal trip, and you can't go. Of course, you're gonna feel a little bummed, right? So, what was the trigger for you to be like, hey, this is more than just that. This is I'm like physical discomfort at this point that it's you're not gonna be able to make those events. Um. I would find myself, like, at family functions, um, I'd find myself actually fully irritated and fidgety and just mm. feeling not happy and not good. Mm. And I'm just like – I was like, what's going on? Why do I feel this way? I'm with my family. I shouldn't be feeling this way. And then I realized, oh, 
so-and-so and so-and-so are off doing something and I can't be there to experience it with them. Got it. So that was throwing you off. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I can see that. I can see that where you finally got to the point where it was, you realized your emotions were being affected and being affected. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for, I was trying to think of the words were being affected differently when you realized that there was something going on that you wanted to go to. So you were just, you weren't able to be present in the moment, huh? No, not at all. Um, I was thinking about how fast can I get out of here? Um, I don't want to talk. I don't want to, everything everybody's saying is kind of pissing me off. Um, yeah, not really in the moment. Just, I was just there, but I wasn't there. I was thinking about how I can get out of this quickly if I eat my food quick, maybe I can leave and I can get to where I want to go and everything like that. Just trying to figure out ways to be out of there as fast as possible without like being a dick. Yeah. But I was still being a dick. Yeah. So like what – so you were saying that you, you've been able to work it out and um, you feel like you don't – you no longer suffer FOMO? Yeah. Now, what do you feel now when events – happen that you can't go to so say you're at that christmas party with your family and you're hanging out and has it happened any, at any time since you feel like you've stopped suffering from fomo no no, no. i'm just like whatever like, like but like yeah, so you just feel whatever that's what yeah, i mean so like, like it's just like that anxiety i'm, went I'm away. here i'm yeah i'm with my family that's what's important um okay what i think actually got it to where like it finally clicked with me um my grandmother died and uh, I wasn't really – I was around a lot, but I also wasn't around as much as I felt like I should have been. And she passed, and she was, like, one of the most important people to me. And it finally clicked with me that you need to fucking quit this shit. It's, yeah. like, you need to figure out what the hell is going on and just prioritize family again. Because yeah. I used to prioritize family a lot. Yeah. And then I stopped, and that's when the FOMO came in. And that's when I was just like, no, I'm done with this. This is not how I am. This, this isn't going to define me anymore. Yeah, I can see that. And that's actually a, a, awakening, a wake-up call for a lot of people when they lose someone in their life that's close and they realize in retrospect that they could have done a lot more or felt like they should have done a lot more. Um, it's a slippery slope, though. It's something that a lot of people can suffer from. Like It hits them and they're like, they have regrets now and they are, they regret like everything. And they're like, I should have done this. I should have done this. And it actually is very detrimental to some people. But I, it seems like when it happened to you, it, it lets you, it, what's the word? Reshaped them. It reached. Yeah. It reshaped your mind, it, your, your brain, like your, your mind, your thought process yeah. changed a little. And you're like, you know what? I now, you didn't have regret, but you realized you could be so, you could be more present. Like what you said, Marcos, you could be more present with your yeah. family, um, even with your friends, I guess, right? I mean, you don't have to give up your friends to be closer to your family and vice versa. You should never no. have to give up your family to be closer with your friends, um, even a significant other. They should always try to tie in as well as possible, um, realizing that you are a complex person, you know? Mm -hmm. well, it's difficult, though. It is very – no, I'm not saying it's easy. I am no, not I saying know. it's easy I, no. at all. It's It's very difficult to find that combo and that mix of – friends to family to significant others to children even when you start having kids it's hard yeah. to split your time you realize and you also have work and you have other obligations that you make or you know that you feel that you should partake in right yeah 
So would you say? Um, honestly, I don't know where to go from there. I apologize. So like, um, it didn't happen instantly. Getting over it, it took time. It took probably yeah. a good year for me to finally uh, get rid of it. I guess I would say. Um, so like, it just it. It actually took a lot out of me to try to figure out how to not be uh, suffer from FOMO anymore. Like it took it took a mental drain, but now that I don't have that fear anymore, I feel like the mental drain from that is was a lot more than the mental drain of tr- of getting rid of it. Hmm. If that makes sense. Like so, you have suffering. Yeah, I'm happier, a lot happier. So you don't have that anxiety anymore, right? I still have anxiety. Like, but like in terms of missing out on things, yeah, no, I don't have that anxiety anymore. So is that like one less thing that you don't have to worry about? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, so you're able to enjoy things. Yeah. I'm able to enjoy things in the moment and not think about, oh, what is someone else doing? That's my friend that they're off doing something. I, that, I don't have that problem anymore. So like, Mm -hmm. it's. Like I can think about it and not get that anxiety or that fear. Just I just get curious. Like oh, I wonder if they're having a good time. Has your family noticed the difference? I don't think my family ever really noticed it to begin with. I think I held it in pretty well. I mm-hmm. think that was another problem, is I held it in, uh, pretty well, and I held it, and I wouldn't show it. But it would kind of come off when you would get angry or something, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So after that, you were a lot. I bet you're a lot more calm with your family. Yeah, yeah, as calm as you can be, because there is family members that I have that I do not like, and <laughs> they anger me the entire time I see them. So I appreciate that. So what other topics do you have? We um, we had CNA training was one of them. Uh, if you want to even talk about that, you don't have to. Uh, that um, one's not really that. The other one that you did mention was addiction. Yeah, you wanted to talk touch base on that. Um, yeah. But what about addiction? If you don't mind me asking, you want are you like a personal experience with it, or how oh, you dealt with it, or what it is, uh, or all of the above? All of the above, pretty much. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so uh, I'm a former addict. Um, I've done from cocaine, uh, methamphetamines, uh, uh, MDMA. Yeah, I know that's not really a bad one, but uh, I mean, uh, I mean, so the idea would be the addiction part. So yeah. you've been addicted to all of those? Uh, yeah, the first three, yeah. Okay. Actually, uh, it MDMA was a lot harder to get. Huh. Um, and I think it was more, or it was more of like, um, my addiction to it was that it helped me, uh, cool off from the other two. Like, Interesting. It. It stimulated my brain uh, differently than the mm-hmm. other two would. Uh, cocaine, uh, that was more of like I was partying. I was addicted to it while I was drinking, partying. Uh, methamphetamines was I was doing it every day, pretty much all day. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was like my bad one. Bad one was that one. And I felt like the MDMA just kind of like I didn't think about those things anymore. I didn't think about doing those drugs because I was on that drug and I was doing fine. Addiction is a very broad term. Like, mm, I guess this could be addictive. That's true. I guess there's a difference between uh, healthy 
and good addictions versus bad and unhealthy addictions. So there's that distinction. Honestly, I feel like if you have an addiction to something, um, you're overdoing it. Like you're, it, I don't think it's really healthy to be addicted to anything. I think it's more healthy to have a passion for something or mm. like doing something over being addicted to it. Like I feel like addictive, I know that there can be like positive addictions you could say, but I feel like addiction is such like a negative word that it probably is because you're overdoing it. Mm. So what's the difference between addiction and habit? A habit is um, like a habit could be like you tap the table or you do it every so often where addiction you're you need it doing it all the going. time and you need to do it and you subconsciously will have that need to do it and subconsciously you will do it. So do you think that ha uh, what addiction has more of a negative connotation and habit is not so much? Well, a habit uh, is not is not it's not bad at all unless it's a bad habit, but like biting like, your nails. I mean, tapping some, on a table, <laughs> tapping on a table. Yeah, some things like that. Those aren't necessarily bad, but those are habits. Biting your nails, I wouldn't count that as an addiction, even if you do it like. But I guess you you make a valid. Oh, I mean, you yeah. make it a valid point because when people have that bad habit, a lot of times they can't control it and they need to do it. But a lot of times, a habit comes from the subconscious, where an addiction comes from the need of the rewiring of the brain, as a need because its receptors are now needing this substance. Yeah, physical okay. They're needing something because it also releases a form of chemical acceptance in the so, body. So you would say – so an addiction is something that changes your brain chemistry yeah. in some way? Mm -hmm. So like for me, I can say just outright and comfortably I am addicted to alcohol and I'm addicted to smoking cigarettes. Oh, okay. If I do not have a drink at least once a day, my hands will start to shake. So I can tell that physical addiction, there are cues for it. It is there. I know it is there. Have you ever gotten labs done, like blood analysis? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I have. Recently? Not recently, no. Last time I uh, went to the doctor was for a night that I will not disclose this at this moment in time. <laughs> but they did blood work there, and they uh, threw me through MRIs and scans. And they were basically like, bro, your liver is like fat. We, you, need to, you need to stop drinking. And I was like, fuck no. Okay. Did they give you? Did they tell you what would happen if you didn't stop drinking? No. They didn't like start listing out like scenarios that like sclerosis. No, they were. Like they basically said right? your cirrhosis? liver is becoming fatty. It's becoming it's, fatty. Yeah. So you, you need to stop drinking. In so order you, to so you have fatty liver disease. I don't think it's a disease. I think it's just something that's happening because I'm drinking. Well, I have fatty liver disease. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it okay. is a disease or yeah. not a disease, but. A I, well, or something like that. I mean, I, I have cut back my drinking exponentially from what I was doing at the time. Cause it doesn't seem like I'd have, but so I really have. There's non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is from people that are obese, which I am. And then there's uh, alcoholic fatty liver disease, which it, if it's untreated for long enough, it'll lead to like such shit called when you get a bunch of cuts in your liver. Sclerosis, cirrhosis, cirrhosis, cirrhosis of the liver. So like, I don't know. Your your body can only take so much for so long before it starts to fail. Yeah, she's still kicking. 
Yeah. So with so you brought up habits and addictions because there is a a difference. I actually never thought of it as being a difference. So the difference between habit and addiction is the idea that an addiction will be something that rewires your brain chemistry in some type of way, right? So like working out, you know, releases what is it testosterone and serotonin or something like that. It makes mm-hmm. you feel happy and yeah. some other stuff probably. Um, so when you, f- what did you feel or what went through your head when you came to the terms of, okay, I'm addicted. Did that ever happen? Did you ever, ever have a moment of clarity? Like, like, wow. Like I didn't realize I needed this every single day. Otherwise I can't function well. Um, was there I, a moment? I pretty much knew that the entire time. So even when you start, no, but like even oh. when you start drinking, like, so when someone starts drinking, they're not going to instantly think, yeah, oh, I'm no. addicted now. Like, was there a moment where you're like, dude, I've drank every day for the past year. This is, this is getting bad. Yeah. Yeah. I've had those times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I'll like usually uh, take a few days off mm-hmm. and, or try to, or at least just have one beer so that my body doesn't do the shakes or I don't get irritable. Okay. So, and kind of give my body a break. Mm-hmm. So, do you would you say those addictions are bad? Uh, my drinking, it could be better, but I don't. I wouldn't say it's horrible. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not as bad as like I'm not able to function. You know, what I mean, I can function. I can go without drinking. It's not a problem. It's just yeah. As can I. I, as well. I like to drink. Yeah. When I started seeing myself having the shakes, so like I had gone a day without drinking and then like having the issue of not being able to hold my hands straight or like I'm, I have a pen and I'm trying to write something, but my hands are shaking so damn much that I can't, it looks like chicken scratch, even yeah. worse than my regular handwriting So you, is. you would really get a physical like. Yeah. But I mean, I'd still be productive. Wow. I'd still be going out and doing things. Um, but at that point, that was when I did have that moment of clarity, like, holy shit, this is a problem. It's time to cut back. So just stop drinking so much. Don't drink during the days, during morning. Just wait till after like five o'clock when it's an actual sensible time yeah. to at least be having a beer or two. But yeah, I mean, other than that, there was that clear defining factor for me at one point in time where it was like, okay, this is too much. It's time to cut back and or stop. Haven't stopped yet, but I have cut back a lot. You have cut back. Yeah. So for you, Bethel, like what you said, you you've had addictions that you've beat, that you've gotten away yeah. from, and you you no longer partake in those. What was the what was the moment where you're like, okay, these have to stop? Um, honestly, what really ended up happening was that uh, I couldn't get them anymore. Um, the friends that I had and family member that I had that I was getting them from. I stopped hanging out with him, and I stopped seeing him. So, legit, I had no way of getting them, and I knew no one other than those people that I didn't want to associate with anymore um, how to get the drug. So, it was pretty much, well, I can't get them anymore. Might as well not do them anymore. And, honestly, I just started drink. I actually stopped drinking during that time, so I started drinking again. So, if I had a bag of meth, would you do it right now? No. Okay. Damn, that, that was a question. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It just, no, that's a good question. A good question. I mean, yeah. I'd probably I mean, question why you had that and probably throwing it out. I'm just – I mean, because I couldn't tell if, if, you, if you backed away because of the drugs or if you backed away because you knew they were a bad influence 
or if it was just because you didn't have anything available to you, you just quit and then now you don't want to do it anymore because you recognize that it's bad. So those are the questions I, I come up with. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. No, you're good. Yeah, those are the questions that come to mind when, when I mean, you that, say it like that. That was a really good question, though, too, at the same time. I mean, it's very straightforward and blunt, but it is a great question to ask. Um, I think another good thing to be brought up here for this topic is uh, if you find yourself with these kind of habits, these addictions, uh, drug problem, drinking problem, if it's within your close proximity to be able to do so, just try to cut those people out of your life. Try to get yourself healthy and get yourself into someplace else. And then once that happens, maybe you can start to help other people out for the same thing that you had. Hmm. Okay. That's easier said than done. Yeah, it can be. And also, depending on how close those people are in your life, because like if they're they're family members, then it's a lot, you know, harder. It's a lot yeah. harder. Actually, kind of. But you can always distance yourself yeah, from somebody, as whether you should. it be family yeah, or not. You're right. You're right. You, you should be able to, but you should. And yeah. some people can't. Um, that's that's always a tough thing. Some people can't make that separation, whether it be financial, whether it be like living situation, whether it be yeah, very true. Um, anything along those lines, even emotional. Some people get attached to the person who's leading them down some pretty tough paths. If right. If that's the case, then I would suggest going and finding either like a new friend group or finding someone that you can possibly talk to that is removed from the situation in order to help yourself get that help that you need yeah but again that's that's easier said than done because yeah. Yeah. you have people who get trapped in this idea that their friend group is their only friend group and they get trapped in this idea that this family is the only family i'll ever have um and then also you get people who get afraid they're, they're afraid to be alone you know they realize hey i haven't been i haven't slept in, in a house by myself ever right so what they'll do is they will bring people and invite people and anyone they'll literally go get homeless people off the street and the funny thing i only say this because i know a person who's done this they've invited people off the street they like bus stops and nothing weird nothing like where you know they start like paying for for creepy stuff but they actually go and invite people like hey i have a couch they they joined a couch surfing like app at one point where they just people would like say oh I'm gonna, i need a place to stay i'm gonna go crash at your house boom and they would literally just let these random people and it was a it was in a fear of being alone, hmm. right? And I can only imagine if you had that fear and then top it with someone who was a bad influence who could get access to like mm. harder drugs, say like you know meth or MDMA or coke, that would just be a terrible like connection. And then you could sink so fast into that. I don't think getting out would be as easy as just calling up another friend and being like, hey, well, you know, no, I need to talk to it's you. It's never you know? gonna be easy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, you know what comes to mind is uh, in uh, the Bible, it talks about how uh, God realized that man shouldn't be alone. I don't know if it was God that realized it or man himself realized that man shouldn't be alone. But why not? Um, I don't know. I I I was looking at this yesterday, and mainly it's because uh, when. Adam was naming all the animals. He noticed that there was a uh, uh, Mr. Gorilla and a Mrs. Gorilla and a Mr. Elephant and a Mrs. Elephant. He didn't have anybody. And, you know, uh, God created a someone to help him. Not a servant, you know, but like someone to be there to assist them. And Yeah, but even, even then, I mean... Because it... it 
God made man from from the dirt and he formed Eve uh, from man. Yeah. Sorry if that's No, okay, but my question now is this like I'm sorry, I'm he, not trying to like bring into religion, but like that's no, what but, comes to mind. So when... so you bring you bring someone else into it, right? So you you can't you're saying that your humans, right? People aren't meant to be alone because in the Bible God makes a woman Eve for man, right? Now does in that in the Bible, I'm not versed in the Bible at all. I just have a question to clarify something that I'm thinking about right now. Is that in the Bible, does it ever state what the relationship between Adam and Eve was? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, they I, do. It does. I'm asking, yeah, because I'm like, I, if I think about it, you think Adam and Eve, you think two naked people in a garden running around, frolicking, trying to make babies, I'm assuming, because that, that's what humans do, or did that come after the fact when they were kicked out of the garden? That came after the fact when they were kicked out of the mm-hmm. garden. So wrong. So then why? Because um, then, God, then, God then said why that, did they have re- will, reproductive organs? If, if you if you if you want to know everything, I'll 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 give you the the like, I'll let you know what childbirth is, and I'll curse you with the pain of having a child. Now before it, could she still get like pregnant? I don't know. Was oh, Adam just very looking convenient. down at his piece and was like, "What you even do there?" That's bro? what I mean. Like, yeah, what? Like, what's the let, point let, if let me, there was nothing like that? Let like, me let me put this in perspective. Why is solitary confinement a form of punishment? Because you're in a solid single room, and you have nothing to look at but maybe a slit in the wall. Okay, that's fucked up. But, but if, that's you, had not, a, but if that's you had a person not, in there with you, would it be the same? No, because you're still locked in that room for still, 23 hours a day. Yeah, but you're it's different. Because then at that point you're just in, in in your cell with you with your cellmate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the same as being completely alone. Yeah, but your ability to be, al- to be to but to be alone now now tell me this the difference between what if you had a house, a property, an entire country to visit and go through, but you had to do it alone? Would that still be unhealthy? I, I wouldn't mean, say it would be unhealthy. I, I mean, wouldn't, I wouldn't overall, think so either. You are on your own still, but that's, like, I mean, that's momentary though, because if you were like, if you're there, so say visiting a country, yeah. you know, you're never completely on your own. Yeah, that's true. No, you're very, you're very, you're very right. You're very right. But I mean, you could go through a city and talk to maybe two people. Yeah. Oh, surprisingly, for sure. easy. That's yeah. your two meals you're going to get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe your hotel room and a meal, right? Mm-hmm. You could do it. I've done it. I've been in a city where I've only talked to one person, which is my person, the front desk. You know, hey, I need a room. Boom. And then I go visit a beach or I go visit, you know, walk around and I never talk to anyone else. I'm completely alone. I'm by myself. I mean, I, I think it's. What were you feeling? Great. I felt it was it was, it yeah, was a moment a bad thing. of being. I don't know, of learning to like myself. It took a while to get there because I realized that when I was alone for a long time, I did start to overthink. And I would think like, you know what? Does anyone even want to be near me? Right? Like, is this why I'm alone? I do. Uh, thank you. appreciate that. You. So it doesn't sound like you were entirely happy. So It sounds no, like you the, were going no, through different emotions. So, but the thing was, in the, beginning different I, emotions. in the beginning, I wasn't. In the beginning, I wasn't because I was always trying to hang out with people. I was trying not to be alone. I was putting so much energy in trying to do things, you know, like whether it be like D&D, game boards, movie nights, going out to events, helping with the city. I, I was trying to fill my time working 12 hours a day. Because I didn't want to be alone, right? But then when I finally was like, you know what? That's <laughs> I'm tired of trying not to be alone, and you know, was able to give myself the time to be like, you know what? I'm not a, a bad person. 
I like myself at least a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Then being alone just became so much easier. It became made me happy. So you do know? you feel like you valued yourself when you were alone? Um, in that, in that not trip? enough. Not oh, no. This is multiple trips. Like the first time I ever did it, where I was alone, alone, um, was I took a trip to San Diego when I was nineteen. And that was my first trip alone, alone. I jumped in my sister's charger and I just took off. And I remember just telling myself, like, you'll be fine. You know people. You can talk to someone. You can text someone. I went to my friend Samantha's house, Samantha Oliver, hung out with her for one night. In San Diego? In San Diego, yeah. She lived in San Diego. So I I stayed the night with her, hung out with her. And literally we did a few things that day and then I left. And I just spent a good – it was what, 13 hours driving from San Diego mm-hmm. to Mon- Monterey, just straight up the coastline by myself. I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't even have my phone. And I realized as I was driving, I, I just worked on like thinking about, you know, am I okay? Like, is this fine? Is it okay to do this by myself and, and be happy? Right. Because a lot of times you think that should you be happy alone? Right. So I don't know. I think, I think of it differently. I think being alone is important and it's something that someone, everyone needs to do. You know, and I know this is a super tangent, but you know, I guess I don't know. I just I don't know. I just feel like everyone needs to be alone sometime. They need to be willing and able to be in a house or be in wherever they are at for at least a day. I mean, give me twenty four hours of being alone and you're you're comfortable. I mean, I know some people can do it for years. There's people who disappear off the map and they go live in the the mountains and you know they're hermits and they never see anyone. Maybe they see one person that gives them drops them off food. Right? Um, have you guys ever seen those uh, fire watch? people mm-hmm. oh, yeah. in the yeah. forest they mm-hmm. literally they're up there for months like three months on by themselves and the only like interaction they get is like a helicopter coming in dropping, dropping a, a crate and leaving they don't even get off they drop the crate they unattach it and they take off like because they're so dangerous they can't land there's the no way for them to land it's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you know i've seen like i've seen some of those where they, they literally do that and i'm like is it healthy to be able to do that? I think so, right? I, I think, I think so. I think it's things. something learned too. So I know like my senior year of college, like I was by myself a lot because I was working so much and going to school full time that, you know, time with friends was like here and there when I could, that a lot of nights I was home alone, you know, making dinner by myself, doing that. And then, you know, transition to moving home. I live alone. And I, I really value going home to my empty house a lot. Like it's sad sometimes, like I sometimes want someone there because I'm craving social interaction, but there's nights where I go home and I'm like, I am so glad I don't live with anybody else Hmm. because I I value that quiet. I value being able to do my own space and be in my own head. And it kind of works because with traveling with work, like there's multiple nights you're done and you're going to go sit at a restaurant by yourself and you're going to go have dinner by yourself. And it's awakening to be able to sit at a restaurant comfortably and confidently in yourself and order food and sit there and eat it with no interaction with anybody else it's 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 enlightening Hmm. to like really how you feel about your environment your security and yourself do you say that's healthy what is your take on it because i feel like you have a different take on the idea of being alone everything that i've heard from you guys have been there's polarity yeah and everything in the feelings Uh uh-huh there are moments where you don't like it and there are moments that you do. And in the moments they do like it, you have an epiphany and realize that it's healthy. Yeah. Right? And then there are moments where it sounds like you guys have the exact opposite feeling. Yeah. Well, the epiphany happens once and then you realize that you're okay being alone. 
It yeah. doesn't happen continually. You don't you don't get sad like so. If like for me, if I'm ever feeling lonely, right? The idea of being lonely, right? I usually just pick up my phone really quick, send a message to somebody, and be like, "Hey, what's up?" And usually just strike up a conversation really quick, and the feeling of being alone goes away really, really quick. But I have to imagine just feeling lonely isn't the same as being uncomfortable being alone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, but I could be wrong. I mean, I, so keep going, like with what you're saying. So, on your trip to San Diego, uh-huh. you endured a long drive. Yeah. But at the end of the journey, you had a friend that you mm-hmm. were able to spend time with. Yeah, the, the, the trip down there it wasn't wasn't the lonely part. It wasn't the being alone part. It was the trip going up to Monterey. It was the 13 hours by myself going upward again the next day. Yeah. Yeah. But so, then after that, where'd you go? Well, I had to go home. And who's at home? My family. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I guess there are moments where, you know, being alone is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I don't think uh, people should experience long extended periods of loneliness. Especially if they're not in the mental headspace for it. And I agree with that, actually. I agree, I agree with you. That sounds like it's different, though, than being comfortable with being alone and then, like, the need to not be alone. So, because you're not in the mental space to be alone. That's, like, that's more of a safety thing, too. Whereas, you know, being comfortable being alone is being okay to be within, within your own head, doing your own thing yeah. in, the, in the environment you're in. Well, that, that implies mental health right there. And, you know, not everyone is mentally healthy enough to be alone yeah. or to be around other people. I know that sounds weird, but I think everything is what yeah. you call it yeah. polar. Everything has polarity. You got to your it. introverts and extroverts for a reason. So I guess, for example, like the positive and negative of 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 seeking out companionship, right? For example, uh, Bethel invited people in his life that were negative, right? And I don't know if you did that because uh, – did you have a choice? Yeah, I had a choice. And why did you let them in? I was lonely. Okay. So there was a moment of vulnerability. You let somebody in your life, and they just so happened to have bad habits or addictions, and they became an influence, right? And is that fair? They didn't really influenced me. I just was just like – you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. I'm, I want to try it. Okay. But if they weren't there or if they had better habits, then you wouldn't be in a situation where you say, fuck it. I'm trying it. Right? Would, would you have like exa- – correct me if I'm wrong, but example, if, if they had come and hung out with you and their, their habit was let's go for a jog right now, would you have gone on the jog with them? Yeah. I, I would try it. Okay. Is that is that kind of what you're that's trying a, to ask? That's exactly what I'm saying. Is that that you know they're in in a moment where you're vulnerable. There, if you don't invite the right people into your life, then it could be detrimental. I think that's the best way I can summarize that thought. Okay, and so would you say those people like? So you still wouldn't say they influenced you though. So you wouldn't say that their influence is what led you to those types of. Are those more severe addictions? Um, I wouldn't would say s- it was their influence. It was that it was there. It 
ended up being there. Yeah. And so I was just like, what's the harm? Let's yeah. look, I'm going to try it. Let's see how this goes. I was lonely and I was vulnerable. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could say there was a little bit of influence there, but I, I, I it was more of my own choice. Yeah. More than anything. So you chose to invite them and you chose to partake because you yeah. wanted to. You know that now. Like yeah. You realize that, yeah. If it was if, – because just because it was there it didn't, isn't the reason you did it. Yeah. You and were just – were you suffering from FOMO? No. Not, <laughs> I wouldn't say I was suffering from FOMO. I mean that that's, that's an idea, right? I mean yeah. if you felt like they're doing something that you're not doing, like I want to partake in that. I want to try that too, right? I mean – Fuck it. Right? I mean isn't that – wouldn't technically – yeah, could that fall that, under fall under FOMO? Could it? I, again, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Now, question: If <laughs> kind of going back to your question of the whole, you know, if I had a bag of meth type of thing, <laughs> if they had left out of your life, right? You kicked mm-hmm. them out, right? You didn't want to have them in your life anymore, or did they just leave? Uh, some left. Others, I said, I can't be friends with anymore. Mm-hmm. And one of them was actually my family member, and I mm-hmm. was just like, you, no, I'm yeah. done with you. Okay, so after cutting them out, if you had a, if you had had access to those drugs still, do you think you would have kept going, kept partaking? Um, after they left, I did partake for a little bit, and then I, it, I finally kind of just, st- I stopped. Like you know what I mean? Like finally, it just ended. Like it's hard to explain. Like my journey of addiction. What I feel like isn't like one of the most normal ways of doing it. I didn't go through a program or anything. Yeah. I just it just stopped. I just stopped. Uh, yeah, I didn't have the supply to it, but I could have found a way to get that supply, you know. But I just stopped. I was it was over. Like, I, okay. I, okay. <laughs> I know. I, I I still have a hard time understanding how I actually did it completely. Still. Now, what what if again, just correct me if I'm wrong or stop me if I'm saying something stupid. Do you think that you didn't actually get over the addiction? You just switched it for another one. You just covered it with something else cuz like you were saying that when you were doing those, you weren't drinking. Yeah. Right? You said that those addictions took precedence over your drinking because you didn't need the alcohol anymore, right? Were you still um, smoking cigarettes? Yeah, I was still smoking cigarettes. Okay, so then after you stopped those drugs, then you went back to drinking. Do you think that you didn't actually get over the addiction? You just replaced it? Did you also increase your smoking? Uh, my smoking uh, was increased when I was on the drugs, yes, but it didn't. It actually decreased once I got off of them. Um, I would say half and half, 50-50. Uh, 50-50. 50-50 of uh, – because I was, I was myself done with them too. I, mm-hmm. I was tired. I was not sleeping. Yeah. I was mentally drained. I was. I would go for so long. I started seeing shit. Um, this famous thing between addicts is like uh, shadow people. When you go for a certain amount of time without sleeping, like I would go three days, and I would be driving and it'd be nighttime, and shadows of like from signs from the lights would flow by. And legit, the first few times it happened, I slammed on the brakes because I thought I was going to hit somebody. And once I realized that, that wasn't really a person, that's when I finally was just like, oh, there goes another one. Oh, there goes another shadow person. Wow. Okay. That's intense. Yeah. So like, I know the whole no sleeping thing, you know, creates um, 
hallucinations, yeah. delusions, or hallucinations and delusions um, after like a few days. Yeah. I know after like was it I think it's three days you can start seeing things. You can start hallucinating after three days of no sleep. Um, and I hear that it could turn fatal after seven, or like five or six or seven. You someone Google it, but it can turn fatal. Like if you have no sleep. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but you enter the state where you basically develop a type of narcolepsy. Okay. And it's also the same with people that have sleep apnea because they never really truly get deep, deep REM sleep. Mm. So what ends up happening is because they stop breathing and have to restart over and over and over and over again, that they're, when they go to sleep and they wake up, they still feel tired. Like they never really slept. Okay. eventually develop a type of narcolepsy because they never are really getting any rest while they're sleeping. Is it narcolepsy where you pass out? Yeah, like in okay. the middle, like you, you, like you, like micro napping essentially. Okay, it's but that, that doesn't mean you develop the disorder. The disorder is something that someone has already. Like, could it be developed? Could you get? Could it happen? Like, could you, with progression, could it happen? That's a little scary because I've actually been told by quite a few people that uh stayed the night with slept with anything along those lines i have sleep apnea yeah, it's pretty common there are moments in times where because um, at night i don't snore okay not unless i get extremely drunk and that's when i'll start to snore but i other than that you're, i'm a silent and i'm a still sleeper mm-hmm. but um i've been told by many different people that i do just stop breathing at night sometimes oh wow yeah. i wow. stop i stop breathing every minute what? I don't even know if it's that much, but for me, yeah, yeah. no. Mm. Sometimes when it I was wakes a lot me up. Heavier, yeah. You stop breathing every minute. I would stop breathing fifty-nine times in an hour. What the heck? Wow, that that's insane. So that's it, how it's, it happens. It's I mean, a it's a big uh, it's a big uh, uh, stress on the heart. So I people can imagine have, have so, sleep apnea develop heart disease a lot earlier in life. I'm not sure if Marcos can relate to this one since you have just said that you also have sleep apnea, but have you guys ever had a dream where you trip or you fall off a cliff and you wake up and you just kind of like jerk yourself into a motion? Mm -hmm. That's what sleep apnea feels like. Yeah, Mm because you're jerking your... Have you ever... Okay. Yeah, I used to have sleep apnea. I I definitely have sleep apnea. You stop breathing and it's just like one of those moments that jerks you up and jerks you awake like that. And then you catch Are you the only one that doesn't have sleep apnea? Yes. Well, I don't have any more. I had to have surgery. So question, real quick. So if you have that dream, that that wake up dream, is that sleep apnea or is that just how it feels? No, that's how it feels. Okay. It's because you're in a moment where you're not breathing anymore. So your body tries to wake you up to breathe. It's so scary. So like... I ended up having like really bad tonsils and adenoids to the point at night, like I was choking on my tongue. I, I had surgery. We're good now. Okay. Okay. I'm but, just, I'm, I caught um, it, it would get to the point to where I'd be sleeping and like other people would hear me stop breathing. Cause at that time I was living in college and had a roommate. This is just something like I randomly developed cause I was sick so much that it was, a uh, acute, uh, uh, narcolepsy. What's the word? Uh, nar- narcolepsy. No, oh. sleep apnea. Apnea, sleep, acute sleep apnea. Yeah, so because it was gonna be curable. Oh, it's okay. not something that I needed. Once my tonsils and stuff were removed, I was gonna be good. But like, you get to the point to where you wake up and you're out of breath. Mm-hmm. You're hot. You're also cold at the same time. Your like your senses are like completely heightened because like you're you just died. Like you just stopped breathing and you sometimes you're, get to the point to yeah. where 
you barely caught yourself to start breathing again at the last moment. What's even more trippy is when you wake up somewhere else besides where you mm-hmm. usually fall asleep. Like I woke up on the couch a lot and it was because I subconsciously would wake up, walk around so I could breathe standing up better. And I'd end up falling asleep on the couch and I wouldn't realize it. And I'd sit myself in a corner. No, I've yeah. never had that. I've never like actually gotten up. I've never had an issue with sleepwalking or anything like that. So it's kind of like sleepwalking, but what happens is when you have those moments where you stop breathing and you wake up, like you you don't remember it Mm-mm. unless unless you actively I, try to remember it. I tend to remember it. Like if I fall asleep in the night and then I wake myself up because I stopped breathing, mm-hmm. then I will remember that the next morning. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, unless I'm super fucking drunk, but that's like uh, it's individual. Like, everything is individual in terms of that. So like some people can and will. Some people don't like there was a time where I had sleep paralysis because it was so bad. I've had it like twice and uh, there'd be moments where uh, I would just I would just feel like I'm choking on something or like I just needed water. So like everything it like have you ever seen Constantine the movie? I love that movie. And the, the priest starts drinking like a bunch of liquor and he can't he, he's like trying to quench his thirst and he can't and then the, he dies and the devil He's like, oh, I got him. And then water, water, water bottle could be in there. So like, whenever I'd be in that moment, I would try anything and everything to signal to somebody that wake me the fuck up, please. Because I don't want to be in this position where I'm in like a, like a, uh, like a hell, hellish nightmare. And uh, so like I would do everything to, like fixate on getting my hand uh-huh. on my face to like cover open your eyes. my eyes or open your eyes. What? Mm-hmm. I've never had that. Okay, so that sounds crazy. Does it have to always be bad? Mm-mm. Well, like sleep paralysis in general. Sleep paralysis does that, usually because you feel like bad? you can't move, and, it's, and it ties in with sleep apnea too. Because like, I don't know. I looked at it more of like the spiritual side of it, but like. Because I was like, I, I thought it was my like my soul ready to like leave my body and just sit there and stare at me dead. But, <laughs> but it would get to the point to where like I would see myself laying in bed and trying to just tell myself like you need to wake now, up. Is, is, that, is that what it is? Yeah, it's your conscious oh. mind uh, trying to wake up your unconscious body. But you can, but you can see yourself. I, I was able to see myself. You're, you're mentally aware. Yeah. So, so, so I've, I've had two. I'm going to have two scenarios that I want to talk about really quick and tell me what they are, if they are sleep paralysis or not. So one of them was I was sleeping and I remember some part of my dream woke me up. I opened my eyes, but I couldn't move. Nothing bad happened. I just – I was really like – Yeah, exactly. I couldn't move my arms. I, I just couldn't move my body until like – I had to start collecting my thoughts. Like, hey, what's going on? Why why am I not moving? But nothing bad happened. I didn't see anything scary. I didn't see anything crazy. Like, it just was a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay? Now, the second one is something that I practice doing. And that's um, out-of-body experiences. Okay. Now, is that considered? Because you were saying what you mentioned right now was is an out-of-body. That's, that's how I see it. Because when you have those moments is when you're able to – I don't know how it happens. I always think it's just my mind doing it. Like you imagine yourself being out of your body while you sleep. So you're looking at yourself asleep. Have you like, that's the experience I've had before. I've I've literally been in my room and I've stared at myself sleeping and it's, it's just a moment of, okay. And then you can, at that point you can do what you want. 
if you if you learn how to control that moment, yeah, it, it, you know, it um, leads into it can lead into more lucid dreaming. It, yeah, it can lead into lucid dreaming, and that's what I mean. Like, is that the same thing? Like, yeah. So people that have sleep paralysis can can utilize that as a method of of lucid starting dream. a lucid dream. Yeah. Okay, so that is a part of it. Okay, I I just wanted to clarify because I I've, it's just what happens is that uh in the brain, uh-huh. correct me if I'm wrong, but the amygdala uh activates and it's what's responsible for the fear and um like like nightmares mm-hmm. especially when it gets overactivated during a sleep paralysis episode yeah so what happens is that mainly when people are in a sleep paralysis state uh and they're aware of it they will have a nightmare it'll be hellish uh, and that's what mm, People started to realize that the abductions that people were having back in the day were actually sleep paralysis episodes. Interesting. I don't know, man. I still think it's aliens. Right. <laughs> I believe in aliens. Sorry. Aliens are real. Aliens are real. Totally. There's no way they're, still, they're not. Totally. But yeah, no, continue. So, and that's what it, they figure it is now? Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. So, so could you learn to control it like I, like you learn to control a lucid dream? Or like a outer body experience, like can you control a sleep paralysis situation? I felt like I couldn't because it was my body trying to wake up because I wasn't breathing. So I felt like it was more of a natural sleep apnea. So that's is that where the fear comes from? Yeah, Yeah, because it's your brain's last effort to get you to wake up, but then you can't move because you're asleep still. Shit, mind blown. That makes sense. uh, As you go to sleep uh, and you enter um, your REM. Your body produces this chemical that paralyzes your body. Your brain produces a chemical that paralyzes you. So what happens is that as you sleep, that chemical starts getting injected into your muscles, and you slowly but surely, you like you, your heart rate starts to lower, your body temperature starts to cool, and then you you're completely paralyzed because the your motor functions are still active in your sleep so it paralyzes you so you don't act out your dreams that's what uh sleepwalking is and um when people kick in their sleep Mm -hmm. or fight in their sleep and that's because Ah. rem rem sleeps like wavelengths are smaller as if you were awake so like as if you were doing activities while awake so that's why a lot of times when people like sleepwalk and stuff during that rem sleep cycle because their brain isn't telling the rest of their body like chill out dude they're, so they're not getting enough of that chemical that paralyzes yeah, exactly. them, or they stopped making it in general. Yeah, it doesn't. Right? And it doesn't like fully paralyze them. I don't want to like scare people. It doesn't like. Yeah. Well, it, it, it just tells your body to chill. It's basically like a natural like relaxation. Just to not move. Like, yeah. Well, it it does. Yeah, it that relaxation. It, I mean, it's to the point where when you're when you're in sleep paralysis, you're paralyzed because your body produces that chemical, but you're 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 actively mentally awake so someone so 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 someone who has sleep paralysis but has usually bad episodes would you would there be a correlation to them having like sleep apnea so it's usually like from sleep deprivation um it can be a form of bipolar disorder um or such as it it could be ptsd um it could be from a lack of sleep or like in our case other sleep related problems so like for myself i haven't had it happen since Sounds like you still do, so I apologize. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if you have sleep sleep apnea, you're not getting enough sleep, and if it's caused if if that if sleep paralysis is caused by lack of sleep, 
then it, it's safe to say that uh, it, there's a correlation there. Okay, so it's the idea that like, oh, that's that's intense. I never thought of it like that because I was literally was like, I always thought just sleep paralysis was because you wake up in it's like a nightmare. You wake up in a nightmare, or you have a nightmare and then wake up and you're still in the nightmare, right? That's what I always thought sleep paralysis was. I didn't know there was an actual connection to like feeling actual fear. Yeah. Upon waking up, like you actually felt, because mm-hmm. you guys said you, you feel like you're dying. Well, it's your body you, tr- triggers that. Yeah, because you're not you're not breathing yeah, anymore. You're not breathing. And then, anymore. like, if you have other people around when it's happening, so like in my case, my I had a roommate at the time. Uh-huh. Like we shared our beds are like ten feet apart. Yeah. I at one night was trying to breathe in and I could not get air, and she said all she saw was my hand trying to like hit the side of my desk, but like all my hand was doing was this, and she's like, "You were trying so hard." You were, like you were choking. No, I was trying to reach to like hit something to wake me up because I was aware that I was choking because I was awake. Because you'll hear somebody I, snoring and uh, there'll be a moment where they stop yeah, completely. Yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> and then and then they'll once they finally breathe, they'll they'll be uh they'll wake up. And they'll be like, a <gasps> yeah, exactly that, that. And then you're like, and you usually like sometimes like sit straight up and you're yeah. just like, what the fuck. Just, so no joke, I actually had a friend. Um, who has, I guess he has sleep apnea. I just thought it was him snoring really loud and just having weird That's sleep, like, bri- like breathing patterns. And it got to the point where I'd hang out with him and we'd, we'd stay the night and we'd, you know, be in the living room, chilling, watching a movie, and he'd pass out, right? And he'd start, like, snoring. And I'd, to a certain point, I literally was like, dude, this is ridiculous. Like, how loud this is, how, like, weird this breathing pattern is. I actually recorded it for him. And the next morning, I was like, dude, do you know that you do this in your sleep? And he, he was caught off guard. I just never followed up if, you know, if it was more than that. I just gave him the recording. I was like, dude, this is what you sound like. He's like, shit, <laughs> that's scary. The, <laughs> so, go to the doctor. Yeah. I mean, crazy. That, I didn't know that. So, yeah, Bethel, do you – you said you have sleep apnea. Yeah, but mine's had. a little different. Um, it's actually when uh, the first part of the morning, like like Morrow said, I probably don't remember that I'm doing this probably throughout the night. But, like, what, uh, the parts I do remember is, well, like, in the morning when I'll wake up, go get a drink of water, and then I'll go and try to fall back to sleep. Um, I'll actually jerk up and start trying to breathe again. And it's usually when I'm laying, like, on my back with my head back is when it happens. But if I go to, my, like, my side or my stomach, it doesn't really happen. Mm-hmm. And that's naturally how I sleep is how I sleep on uh, my stomach. Or on my side. But I do, like, in my sleep, move a lot. I know this because Pola will sometimes, like, hit me, like, paw me to get away from her because I'm rolling over and I'm probably rolling on top of her. So, and that's my dog, by the way. <laughs> Got it. Okay, cool. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, so, as for your topic of addiction, is there anything else you want to touch on? Is there anything you want to continue discussing about it? Um, because we talked about a little how it affects your life. We talked about we a little how you got over it. Um, is there anything else you want to discuss about that uh, addiction or the first one? Or what's going um, on? Just don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> Stay away from them. I like that one. I like that one. I like don't do drugs. Um, any additions to... So I was just given a laptop, and I'm going to read what's on the laptop. It is from the link nationaltoolkit.csw.fsu.edu, and it says the National Drug and Alcohol Treatment Hotline is 1-800-662-HELP. Again, that is 
four three five seven. If you or you know anyone who is suffering from an addiction, you know, free feel free, feel comfortable making that phone call, talking to someone, and really just getting more information. I think the biggest thing you can do for someone and yourself is learn more about yourself. Whether it be your addictions, whether it be your habits, whether they be good or bad, even just your your mental state. I mean, a lot of people they forget that they are the most important part um, of themselves. So uh, we are going to take a short break right now. Uh, we will be back in a few minutes. This has been episode six of Topics on the Table with our guest, the amazing Bethel on the Adventures of Devo. <laughs> Welcome back to episode six of Topics on the Table. Uh, again, we are here with Mr. Bethel. How did you do, Lily? Uh, sadly, Mr. Marcos did have somewhere to be, so he has made his exit. Not really um, sadly. He got a nice hustle. <laughs> did He had a good conversation. It was a good thing, right? I was talking about a side gig, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's that what you mean. Yeah, yeah it's never a bad time for work. That is true. That is true. It's never a bad time for work. Uh, we still have Mr. Ian on the mic. Come drink with us. There you go. You guys want to have a beer? And we have Miss Danny. Hello. So we've actually been talking about for a while here. We've talking about drinking games and experiences with drinking. I'm assuming that's kind of how our topic is kind of laid onto itself. I feel Definitely. like that works. A little there. Um, Mr. Bethel had a story that he might have wanted to share about your escapades. Anything like that you want to share? Or? Are we talking about the glass uh, knee story? or um, It could be anything. He wanted to talk about Halloween parties that he had at his place. Oh, before. right, right, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there's certain things that you know, maybe we don't involve in those stories. I mean, th- those are really close to home. Those yeah. are very close to home. Well, um, the first one. <laughs> oh, the first one. I don't even know. Uh, so, uh, the Halloween parties at my place have actually been very successful i'd like to say like even the first one was a good like 50 people and we never had any hopes of them being actually successful like being such as big as they were i think the biggest one was like the one i think kato helped us with yeah i, I do believe so i think i would and say I like, that either that one or the one where uh laura came because yeah, that one was fucking huge that one was huge um so, yeah, those parties were crazy. We've had people steal booze from us. We've had yeah. – we've never actually had any fights. We've legit actually – that night where we had handles stolen from us, we put the rest of them in the back of your car. Dude, I don't remember any of that. I remember you guys being upset and me putting handles in the back of my car. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that well, stuff. That was when you uh, chug funneled the King's Cup. I that think was, that might have been one of those things he wanted left out. Oh, no, situation. we're good. We're good. <laughs> I did do that. I think at that point, I don't remember most of the night after that. I really don't. Yeah. Um, dude, that's understandable. There was like Jack Daniels, there. Mike's Heart in there. There was Jungle beers, Juice. Jungle Juice. It was some gross. hurricane. Dude, like, that Jungle Juice was fucking amazing. And I keep. Thank I, you. Thank you. Years after that. I keep people kept asking me like, "What did we put in it?" Like, I never made an ingredients list. I just remember giving you the stuff and just I, being I like, mixed "Put it. all this in there." Yeah, no, I know yeah. how to mix it. That that was me. Yeah. I did that. I can do that. Hey, I helped. What? Yeah, yeah, on that yeah. day, everyone helped. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. I gave everyone a bottle and just said, "Pour it." 
Oh. Yeah. It wasn't really a recipe. We literally just made it on the fly because I remember throwing peaches in it, cutting yeah. strawberries up in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, we just went ham. We put like, orange slices, I think, too, in it. Yep. Or, yeah, we did do that, actually, as well. Yeah. And I just remember handing everyone a bottle and just be like, here, put, put it in. And we just went. I mean, you're the one that told me how to make it. Yeah. You were the one that buy me the liquor with us, so, you know, that was crazy. That was a good There time. was a lot of Malibu. There's a lot there, of Malibu. I think there's, like, almost three bottles of Malibu in there. Three bottles. I only remember two. Two? Mm-hmm. But okay, but when we say bottles, we're talking handles because we didn't buy anything smaller than a handle, really. No, I'm pretty sure the, the bottles of Malibu, we could not find the handles for them, so we bought the biggest bottle of Malibu we could find. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't sell handles of Malibu. They do. They do. Yeah, they oh. do. And I yeah, wish we would have found it. They sell handles of everything, especially at Costco. Costco usually only sells in handles. Let's make some unless... more fucking jungle juice. I'm actually I was gonna make some yesterday, but then I realized like money wise, like it was gonna be a solid you know 200 bucks. For yeah. like booze, and so I was just like, yeah, I don't know if it's this kind of party where we're all gonna get drunk because I knew like Hannah, Paul, Joey, Nick, they weren't gonna drink, so I didn't know like how we were gonna do that. So I figured, yeah, yeah fair enough. It probably would have been like a pretty decent waste of money and yeah. alcohol. Yeah, yeah, I don't think, also, I don't think honestly, any of us would have been enough. I probably wouldn't have been able to do the podcast today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I don't think anyone would have been able yeah. to be conscious enough. I if, woke up okay. Oh, see, I woke up okay, but if you had a thing, a, a tub of jungle juice yesterday, yeah, no, I don't not. think any of us. That's what he's saying. He's saying that if we had done jungle juice yesterday, I don't think. I mean, if that's us. the case, I probably wouldn't have bought a twenty-four pack of beer, and I definitely wouldn't have bought that bottle of Jameson and brought it. That is true. That is true. I mean, that makes sense actually. I never thought of it like that. You would just have. Um, I probably, drink the you know what? Juice. I probably would have actually got the twenty-four pack of beer still because jungle juice. There's this thing with the sweets for me. Yeah. I mean the fruits. Perfectly fine. I'll eat those all damn day. Yeah. But if it gets to like soda, Sprite, Sierra Mist, whatever the hell is being used there. Funny enough is we didn't do any really soda in ours because we did sangria was a part of it. We did do Sprite. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did oh, Sprite. Oh, we did do Sprite. You're we right. You're sprite. right. I didn't, I didn't remember that one. That Sprite's one's important like for very, the mix. Yeah, yeah, okay. I didn't remember that one. doesn't have a lot of flavor to it too, so it didn't really – it just kind of added a fizz. And it, yeah, that's yeah, what it was it. there for. It was there yeah. for the carbonation in order to give that fizz to it. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, do they even still do jungle juice at parties? Is that really a thing still? Because I, I mean, I'd assume you're shaking so. your head like you know some information. I've always wanted to fill up a watermelon with jungle juice and just like put a straw in that bitch, There's not like one of the small ones, a big one. Yes, it's just gotten bougier, 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 so, so it's not a uh, clear tub with ice and no. It's like now in a glass, like <laughs> dispensable, like has a spout and. So it's fancy jungle juice. Yeah, I'm like it's like expensive liquor now, and I'm like, why? Man, I fucking hate white people. <laughs> why can't we just be trashy? They put like <laughs> fresh fruit in it, and like, yeah, well, we did that too, but no. Oh. But, like, but it was like in an infusion jar. part, oh, like that? that kept it from watering down with ice and like all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, what, we, what would you say? We used a uh, a plastic water jug from uh, one of those Gatorade jugs. Yeah, from a what? place I will not disclose. From. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those giant Gatorade jugs that they use at like football games that they then, usually then fill what, up with Then Gatorade. what was the fucking party where we put it in a, a tote? No, we did that too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it we was just, totally we, in a tote too. We, we, we just put alcoholic. it, we would just transfer it to the jug to make it oh, easier. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. But uh, to, for what you were saying is uh, to keep it from watering down. Yeah, we didn't th- use any ice. We used frozen fruit. Yeah. That, that's what they did. They put it in like this infusion section. So like it slowly infused into the drink and. It was it was the bougiest fucking jungle juice I've ever experienced in my life. I bet it tasted damn good. I was gonna say it tastes delicious though. It I mean. tasted fun, like fantastic, because they use like a lemonade as a base, like a sugar free lemonade. 
Nice. Why sugar free? All of us were on keto. You nice. so much alcohol in that. You know what sugar is in that? Yeah, Malibu enough is You're, enough. To just no, say, no, fuck we use we didn't use anything. You like, used fresh fruit it's as an infusion. Sugar. I know. We that was like the one thing, but everything else was like tequila, rum, like clear rum, everything else, and then the sugar free that, and then like the crushed strawberries that they put in. But they didn't like use it as like you're eating them. It was just sitting in there. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Those. It does sound bougie. It was very bougie. It, it was okay. It was good. It sounds delicious. I would just honestly, I just was fine with my margarita, and my giant cup, chilling in the floaty. Yeah, but you gotta or just do the regular lemonade. I mean, yeah. That's what I would do personally. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of dope though. I would just stick to Coors Banquet, best beer on earth. Sponsor oh me, Coors, please. You, you and your sponsorship. You and your Coors sponsorship. <laughs> I'm not going to stop until you I, I know. I'm aware. I've been Coors sponsorship for the rest of my life. I don't we, care. I love that beer. Have what, you heard what, that he's willing, he was willing to name his child Coors Banquet? You're going to name your kid Coors Banquet? Is, is the name Coors Banquet or is it like first name Coors, middle name Banquet? Coors Banquet Bethel. Coors. You're first, gonna, middle, and last. First, middle, and last. Okay. Well, why don't you just have two kids and name the first one Coors and the second one Bengals? Well, the, the second, second one's one, going to be Jameson if it's a Jameson, girl. Renee, Bethel. Why Renee? <laughs> it's a family name. I like it. And yeah. if I have a third one, they're going to get my middle name as their first name. Would you like to share that? With Lawrence. The Lawrence? Lawrence, yeah. You do not peg me as a Lawrence, sir. It's, That's a cool name. It's not traditionally spelled either. No, nah, he looks too stupid. It's L A W E R A N C E. What is it? It's L A W E R A N C E. One more time. L A W E R A N C E. So the only difference is the A instead of the extra E. Yeah. So Lawrence, not Lawrence, but it's Lawrence. I know, yeah, but like, just just phonetically, like Lawrence, A N. I like that way it's spelled. Law, Lawrence. 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 Yeah, no, that's pretty nice. I There's think that's the pretty A cool. in there. That's okay. That's, that's, that's pretty cool, man. That's actually really dope. And, okay. uh, Do you want social... kids? <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. What's your social security number? My social you know security <laughs> number is 603-55251. I believe you. <laughs> Look me up. That wasn't even enough. It wasn't numbers. enough. Busy, that's okay. <laughs> no? no? Do you have a family name? Huh? Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> What's a family name? Like it like runs in Renee? the... Yeah, a yeah. name that's like passed down through your Do you? I do. No? You really? Okay. So what's your what's your family name? Uh, well, all all the guys are named Daniel Danielson. Um, all the guys are named Daniel, and okay. then my brother got named Chad, and then I got named Danielle because they missed it. But we also all have like middle names, so like Ray. Wow, has been okay. passed down for generations to all the women, and then like Edward for the guys. Okay, okay, huh? That's unique. It's very when you said family name, I was like my last name is you know. I know my last name. That's a family name, right? That's technically what they call those back in the day, right? Okay, well, something that I can say is probably around the lines for, like, your family name. What's the deal with... With all the... Ed- the edit it out. It, yeah, edit it out if oh, you want to. That's so, why I paused real quick. Yeah, I was like... It, it, um, me and my siblings, we all share the C-A-Y in the beginning of our name. Um, and that is the connection we share because C-A-Y stands for Caesar and Yolanda. So there's five of us, and we all have a C-A-Y name, and just the C-A-Y stands for Caesar and Yolanda, so we're technically branded <laughs> by our parents. By name. Yeah. 
pretty much. And that would be the thing we would consider our family name, but it's not a tradition. It's nothing. None of our names are carried over from someone else. See, like, I, that sounds like it'd be a good idea for me, but how the fuck are you going to put an I in any of that? I mean, you at the end. So, like, whatever their name <laughs> is, but, like, B-A-I, like, you know, say, like, Beatrice and Ian. Beatrice you know? and I don't know. Um, you, <laughs> it's Brittany, bitch. It's Brittany, bitch, right? You could do any, you could do any name. I mean, it's like, so, like, say their name was Kimberly. It'd be, like, Kimberly and Ian, so K-A-I. So it could be Kai. Kai. That's one right there. I mean, yeah. It could, right. okay. could be. Okay. Quit making me look bad, okay? <laughs> you can even pronounce it K, so you could do like K names. I promise I'm smarter than Bethel. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you piece of shit. All right, so. so oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Going over to my family name, uh, it's passed down through my family. He actually knows this. I'm pretty sure that we've uh, gone through this a few times. I'm pointing at B ball, by the way. But uh, Wesley is mine. Wesley. Yeah, uh, the way it goes is every other generation is supposed to have Wesley either as their first or last name. So um, my uncle Wes has it as his first name. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, it was his grandpa that had Wes. And then uh, when my mom was drugged out of her fucking mind after giving birth to me because she gave up, um, my dad signed the birth certificate and put Wesley as my middle name. Uh, Ian is my first and I, I think I'm going to break the tradition, and I'm just going to make it go for every generation. Because uh, if okay. I have a boy, I want to name him Ewan Wesley Alston. And I yes, like that, that is Ewan after Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You, I like that. And if Would I you have spell a, it the same? Yes. Okay. Exact damn same. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. How are you going to be ashamed if you, <laughs> you're named after him? And it's a pretty unique name, too. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. I love that. Um, and then other than that... If I have a daughter, this is if I have kids at all anyways. I'm still undecided whether or not I do want them uh, eventually or ever. Um, My daughter, I want to name Nora. Nora? Yeah. Like Nora West? Nora Frost. Nora Frost. Yeah. It's uh, Dr. Freeze's wife. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've always always loved DC. I'm more of a DC man than I am a Marvel kind of guy, but... I mean, I still love Marvel all the same. Just DC for me is still up there a little bit more. It's just the characters that they have. I feel like there's way more depth to them, especially the villains. Like Mr. Freeze, for instance, he is one of the coolest fucking backstories, one of the coolest stories I have ever really seen from a villain. He's not really a bad guy. His wife was diagnosed with a form of cancer that was uncurable, so he froze her. And he spends all of his time trying to find a cure for her cancer so he can unfreeze her so he can cure her. that's all he does that's the only reason why he commits crimes he wants to find the money he wants to find the technology in order to progress his research in order to cure his wife that's his one love that's crazy that's crazy to do that for someone that you love i mean that's that's a weird concept that people do crazy things to people they love all yeah. the time so that's why just... his wife's name is Nora Frost. And so and that's, that's why, why I, Nora. I want to go with Nora. Not necessarily the Frost part. That's, yeah, that's yeah, fucking yeah. That's, that's, where, that's where the Nora is coming from. Yeah, the Nora is coming from right there. Plus, I think it sounds fucking beautiful as hell. I like Nora. That's a good name. That's a very good name. I like that name a lot. Close second would be Aurora from uh, Storm. Oh, really? From the X-Men. Funny enough, you said Aurora and I was thinking Sleeping Beauty. Hmm. Right? Yeah, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, her name's yeah. Aurora. No, fuck that bitch. It'd be Storm from X-Men. You kidding me? <laughs> I like that. I didn't know that was her name. Yeah. I didn't know that was her first name. That's cool. She was actually the leader of the, the sewer people for a while, huh? Yeah. 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 She was. 
And then she ended up becoming queen of Wakanda. She married Black Panther. Oh, that's dope. I can see that. I can see that. They should do that in the movie. They should. That'd be great. I would love I to mean, see it. Well, we can't, Marvel though. can ever get yeah, yeah, well, credits we can't, for... Uh, Bozeman. Chadwick. Chadwick Bozeman? He passed. He, passed. Well, he can't. That's yeah, right. He passed. So, uh, Black right. Panther 2 is going to involve his sister. Beautiful being. And Warmonger, I heard. And I'm really excited for that because Warmonger is actually one of my favorite villains from the uh, MCU. I thought, um, yeah. what what's his name played him? Um, uh, Jordan, or Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, no, he that played was the first villain in Black Panther. Yeah. He did Robin? really, really good. I still haven't seen that movie. Dude, slap yourself for me right now. Don't. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. He literally just slapped himself. He did literally just slap himself. We've got to edit that audio and make it a little bit louder. It. You want to slap yourself closer to the mic, though? <laughs> Don't do it again. Oh! Woo! That was a doozy. You could have just, like... Yeah, you could have slapped your hand, actually. Got to do it for real. Got to have commitment. I respect the commitment. <laughs> I hate myself for not seeing Black Panther all still to this day. Oh my you God. have Disney+. Plus. I probably will never watch it. Dude, yeah, watch it tonight. That's a good movie. Because I know that it it won't ever be the same because he's passed away. So uh, it's kind of like... Oh, but you got to watch it before you that. To honor him, it. you should watch it. I yeah. wouldn't even really and say to honor him. And how are you going to see Black Panther 2? How are you watching any Marvel movie right now? Without the knowledge of what goes on in Wakanda? <sighs> that works. I hate it's all you're missing. Technically, Bro, with that you movie. gots to. You gots to, man. Is there other parts in there? Mm-hmm. They kind of fill in other things. Yeah, because vibranium ones. is used across the MCU and it explains but where it knows what it is. Oh, I already knew where it comes where it's from. from. Yeah. And you know that there's two forms? They don't explain that in that one. You just asked me a question. Oh. Oh, but we're talking about the movie and the knowledge he would get from the movie. It's, he's got it still he, so good. He wouldn't get that from the movie. He would get it's that so from good. the comic. <laughs> it yeah. is so good. You gotta watch the movie. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm saying you, you could avoid any... I'm gonna put you in a torture chair. Surprisingly, you can avoid most open. solo movies, right? I mean, technically, if you think about it, like most solo movies, if you're okay with not knowing the specifics, mm. right? okay, most like, of the Thor movies. Well, look at so Thor. Look at Black Widow. Look at um, Black Widow was able to be avoided. Yeah, you don't well, need to watch. It, but it brought it in for um, Black Widow. Brought in. Man, I'm, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen anything. Oh, I well. still haven't seen anything. You're this spoiler, far behind. Spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah, if you're alert, also this far behind, get on your shit. Um, Come on, what are you doing? <laughs> Black Widow brought you into um, Hawkeye, though. Yeah, but, but then again, now. but you do you need that for the main MCU storyline? Because Hawkeye didn't lead to anything. It, it just told us about him and the and the girl that's going to take his mantle later. Well, he only had the TV series. That's though, what I mean. So. His, yeah. his TV show didn't lead us to anything. Not and it, yet, And it though. also gave us Kingpin. And the first idea that Daredevil was, was going to join. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They introduced oh. uh, Fisk. Yeah. So, no I mean, shit. but if who you see. Huh? The same guy who did it in the Netflix series. Um, no shit. Yeah, they brought him back. You didn't know that? No, I haven't seen Hawkeye. Oh, I haven't well, seen sorry. Hawkeye either. Hey, I'm not yeah. even caught up on Moon Knight yet, I but I am enjoying alert. that one. So, I'm going to be getting so. caught up on that here soon. So, I if we can stop the conversation, if you guys don't want spoilers. No, I'm cool with it. I mean, Hawkeye's been out for a while, and I still haven't seen it. It's just not one of those ones that really is like. Yeah. calling my attention it gets better once like it the previews for it one didn't give it justice yeah. um i think like episode two is when i finally like officially got into it give me a hawkeye movie i'm just now hawkeye realizing movie. all of the defenders from yeah. the netflix series they're all marvel canon now yeah that means punisher is also marvel yep. canon yep holy shit 
So uh, well, I mean, yeah. No, why do you no, think Daredevil sure. was in the new Spider-Man? Movie? And he was in the new Spider-Man. He was. He yeah. got the brick. Murdoch. Yeah. Yep. Oh, How did spoilers, you do that? But you're, if you're behind, fuck you. It's at the well, very and Hawkeye brought Daredevil movie. back in, right? Too. Well, he didn't bring Daredevil. He brought Fisk, which is Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. but bringing yeah. that that section yeah. of it. Back. Yeah, but but if you look at the main storyline though, like so, if you call the main storyline of the MCU what? Let's call it the Avengers movies, the, the whole Thanos thing, right? Collecting the rings uh, or the gems, the, the stones, rings. star. Yeah. I was thinking of the so my one next, ring to well, rule. My all. next one that I was going to mention was you don't need to I watch the Ten Rings. You don't have to watch Shang Chi or Shang Chi. I love. You that don't need movie. it. It's not. There's nothing important in that one except for to introduce Shang Chi, right? Yeah, but it was such a great movie. Right? You haven't but seen it, it, it did tie it. him into Doctor Strange and stuff though as well. It, not Doctor Strange. It tied him into mm-hmm. Iron Man because it was the actual Mandarin. Yeah. But at the end, the guys the. Oh, you're right. You're right. Emperor Wong Supreme. does come. Yeah. yeah. Wong does come and get him in the end. You're right. I didn't remember that yeah. part. Yeah. Well, I go. still haven't really done anything with that. I'm kind of surprised yeah. at that because especially after seeing Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and there's nothing in there about yeah. Shang-Chi. I don't know. I what... think they're building up to it though because I, I think or I feel that at this point they're going to start – it's going to be a new generation of superheroes. That's yeah. why I think they're a lot younger too. Yeah, fair enough. Like a lot of these characters are – younger than even us at times why the fuck do they even have iron fist in here then anymore if they have shang chi and the ten rings why do they need danny Rand? but they might not bring him in it doesn't mean i hope not they might not they might not even bring luke cage or jessica jones that would be a mistake if they didn't bring in luke cage because he is a very heavy hitter for all of marvel what's tough though is if you start bringing him in then people that like Danny Rand are going to ask the question, where's Iron Fist? Yeah, but who really likes Danny Rand? Because he was a terrible Danny Rand. I mean, funny enough, he was like a um, – he was a photocopy of Oliver Queen from the Arrow series. Mm, yeah. Literally, it was almost beat for beat, like the same story. Looked a lot the same too, yeah, which, which kind of sucked because I was like, I had just got done watching Arrow. I didn't want to watch it yeah, again. I don't want to watch it so again. So I got kind of bored uh, with that one. To be honest, but you're right. Luke Cage is pretty cool. I like that one. So maybe there is more that you should watch. I, Jessica I really Jones think is pretty cool too. I want to look into it and see which movies you actually have to watch to understand the arc. Oh, they have. Uh, well, I feel like now with all the shows, though, because even with like WandaVision, you should really watch that before you watch the new Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. And, like, there's so many solo things too that now they're doing that. They're, Marvel's going to eventually have it to where you're not going to be able to move on Unless fully with full everything. knowledge without watching everything because they're already starting to do that. It's already that way, yeah. But now, but would you have to watch it, or could just someone tell you what happened and you'd be okay? I mean, you, I either way. Because, like, because, like, like, if you say like Endgame, right? I wouldn't tell someone the story beats of Endgame. You have to watch Endgame. You have to watch Endgame. It's, you know, it's the or Infinity War. You have to watch Infinity War and then watch Endgame. It's a difference there's no way immersed you know? in it. Like, like I feel like there's a difference. I feel like it's tough because if Disney's plan is to create these like this huge like universe and be like well you have to be caught up to understand it i think it's not going to last as long as we think it's going to last they're really going to get to the point where people are going to get tired of having to watch 30 episodes or 20 episodes or you know i mean three seasons of this and two seasons of this now this cartoon now this thing and it's like that's that's called a that's that's a what's it called a time dump oh yeah Yeah. that's that's a life choice it's going to take you a couple days and that's not what comics are Comics are known that you can jump into a series of a comic, right? You could pick up a Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, and it starts there. Amazing Spider-Man. You don't need any information prior because it starts there, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if their plan is to make it where you have to get all of this information, all these different shows, I think it's not going to last. 
Well, I mean, that's exactly what DC did. They're the creators of the multiverse. They were. Okay, but but what does that mean? I mean, in the comics anyway. So exactly what's going on in Marvel right now that they've been successfully been able to adapt to the silver screen um, is that, I mean, we just saw it in the last Doctor Strange movie. Don't spoil anything. Okay. It's in the title, so, Multiverse of Madness. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Well, so we can't talk about that movie because he, he seems to want to watch it. Oh, uh, yeah. So. No, and really you really should. Want to watch it. I've seen Spider-Man, yes. Okay. Cool. Have you so seen the newest Spider-Man? Yeah. So I okay. watched it with So you saw, yeah. like, where the different Spider-Mans yep. came around? Oh, okay, yeah. So, saw, the multi- I, so we can talk about the multiverse. Don't, don't talk about specifics of the Marvel MCU multiverse. Yeah, so DC yeah, okay. is the one that started that off. You know, it was one... They called it like the. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was some like Earth main, one. yeah, Earth One and mainstream. Then Earth two, and then, yeah. yeah, and they just kept going off after that, um, and then they all connected them too. But this was in the comics, and it, we all know that DC is pretty abysmal when it comes to making anything live action. Their animated shit is on point and they're a thousand animated, percent yeah. great, but they kind of k- kick the can whenever they're trying to do anything live action. Mm-hmm. Marvel is absolutely crushing it, so we do see the multiverse on that side. And it's doing great. Yeah. But now, in the DC multiverse, so say you have a Zatanna comic, right? Uh, or or uh, who would, who's her dad? Zatanna? Zatanna's who's her dad. Um, I do not remember his name right now. So who, who I think it starts with a Z, but he was a magician before. Yeah, he her. was a magician before. Okay, so let's, let's, let me choose a different one. Let's say Superman, right? You have a Superman comic series, right? Would you have to read... Let's say Batman's comic series and then Green Lantern's comic series and Wonder Woman's before that to understand what's going on in the Superman one. It depends on the story that they're trying to tell because there have been a few of them where, yeah, they've led well, on. Well, there's, there's been like Batmetal where Bat you, have, metal, to, you yeah. have to follow all of those like separate stories, but they're all under the, the branch the Bat of metal Batmetal. Brand. Yeah. yeah. So, so, like, you have like. Um, I'm talking in particular stories that have spanned over to other people's comics. So you have, you know. Um, something going on in a Batman comic. And then after that comic ends, the next issue is a Superman standalone comic where they're still dealing with that same issue that started in Batman, but now it is in a Superman title. And but then now, it can go into a Green oh, Lantern. Okay, but now would you have to read the Batman one to understand the Superman one? Yes, okay, but so it's, it's okay. under that niche kind of way that they're all written for the same story. They're just like, this is one comic storyline. Mm-hmm. They're just being printed in different superheroes names so, so you're only still, reading but it's still this under one the same line. branch then kind of yeah and but it goes same story so line. it's not like batman the fight of aids and then mm-hmm. superman the fight of aids and green lantern the fight of aids no it's yeah. just they're all standalone batman um generic starter title title superman another title but it's still along the yeah. same lines so yeah, they're like, the same story it's yeah. pretty much their the different perspectives of the heroes of what yeah. they actually went through personally, but it's still the same story, though, yeah. right? Yes. Okay, cool. Because because my idea is this: like, so you look at say Uncanny X Men, right? That comic series, right? The Uncanny X Men. If you just read Uncanny X Men, starting from one to God knows what, I gotta even know when it ends. It tells you the story going yep. all the way through, right? You follow that storyline. And you don't need to worry about Iron Man. You don't have to worry about other branches at off. You don't have to go read Amazing Spider-Man 1 or House of M. You don't have to go... You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. comic books do that. Or at least Marvel does that with their comic books. Like, you don't have to be in everybody's story. I don't have to go read the Venom comics if I want to understand Spider-Man comics. You know? I just know that Venom's there, right? 
So I think that if the MCU does that with their movies and their TV shows, I, I, I think it's going to be a struggle because like you have people like my parents or any of them, probably our parents. Are they really going to sit there and watch, you know, hours and hours of a TV show? I mean, we, honestly, if given the time, maybe. Do you? You, you do it, right? Um, do you try to keep up with all of it? Uh, I do keep up with all of it, but it's not – I used to be able to before I got a job that requires me to fucking, it's you know, only eight 12 hours to 9. A day. Yeah, only eight hours a day, but getting off at like 9 o'clock at night, yeah. I get home, I don't know, maybe around like 9.30-ish, sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes sooner. It's uh, it's not necessarily the easiest thing in order to start watching hour-long TV shows or want to dive into a couple hours of a movie. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to unwind after work. Sit outside and smoke or something. Smoke a that. cigarette and, but um, it took me. Okay, let me put it this way: it took me about two weeks in order to get caught up on Stranger Things, and there are only I'm, seven fucking I'm episodes not even on caught that up one. On that. I'm not even gonna attempt it, to be honest. Oh, yeah, two I'm weeks. Probably not. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Okay, then we'll just skip past that one. No, but I'm just saying, like, it's one of those things where, like, you were invested in Stranger Things, so you're willing to do it. Like, I'm super invested in Marvel, so I'm willing to do it. Okay. I, but yeah. I also feel like, because, like, my grandpa, he hasn't mm-hmm. seen a Marvel movie in, like, three years because of, you know, COVID. Mm-hmm. And he wants to possibly see Thor. And so Chad and I were like, do we think that he could understand everything? Oh, by the but way, we, sorry to interrupt you real quick. Just to make it real quick. I fucking love Chad. He's a great fucking human being. I'd love to see him hang out with him more. That's it. Yeah, I'll bring my brother on more often. <laughs> okay. Oh, people think we're dating. <laughs> that happens a lot. Um, also, didn't you think we were dating last night? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I did at first. Because, yeah, I mean, no. you guys just had, like, perfect fucking chemistry. You guys were, like, bouncing off each other. And so I was like, oh, they must be dating. Either that or talking, at least, right? And then you were like, no, he's my brother. That makes a lot more fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. I had yeah, a story about a that at a sense. restaurant in town, but after this. Um, yeah. And so we, you know, we kind of came to the conclusion of both of us being huge Marvel nerds, like, we understand that there's going to be things that we would want to understand, but as someone coming in as like someone who's missed things, they're going to still be able to understand the movie and keep up. They're just not not going to get the side comments or necessarily 100% where a character came from. Like Jane. Yeah. Coming up in this new Thor movie. Well, as yeah. long as she watches, he watches the first Thor movies. Which he has. Yeah, so then he he knows who Jane is. Yeah, so he knows enough to like get by, but I, like even for like Doctor Strange. Like, he didn't see Spider-Man. Okay. So he didn't know about this whole multi multiverse yet. Okay. But he was able to pick up right on it and be like, oh, mm. well, shit. Okay. Things are getting so, real. Yeah, Things like, he was real. able to understand that. So it's, it, I think they do leave it to where you can kind of pick up and keep going. Yeah. As individual shows, because I know people that didn't like WandaVision. I love And were show. able to, you know, understand. I know a lot of people didn't people. like WandaVision. I did not really? care for WandaVision, at least to yeah. start. I appreciated it once it got started. But it, the first like three episodes were rough. It um, did take. It was really slow. I won't lie. I watched it high. I was cool. With I, it. it was easy to do so, it because yeah, it was a mind trip half the time. If you think about that, if you think about those episodes, it's they're very unique because if you pay attention and if I love paying attention, there is so much in those shows, specifically WandaVision. It's it's ridiculous how many like nods and like little easter eggs they threw in that that show is literally easter eggs everywhere mm-hmm. and i think it's very unique and it's really cool because giving giving it the chance you can actually start calling things pretty fast which is 
you know, I like when shows do that. They give you enough foreshadowing so that you can start guessing things. Mm-hmm. I stopped doing you know? that. But even that Did show you? tied yeah. in this uh, Captain Marvel. Which one? WandaVision. It brought in oh, I still Captain, Captain Marvel's Marvel. best friends. I can't remember her name, but it brought in um, her daughter as a lead investigator. Oh, oh, uh, you're talking okay. Thinking this, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, Miss Marvel, that she was not involved in that. I don't think. Yeah, you're talking about Captain. Um, yeah, we don't talk about that one. Not yet. <laughs> Why? Do you not like Brie Larson? I love Brie Larson. Oh, okay, I was about to say, because I fucking hated guts. The move. Oh, see, after after the I'm movie, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, seriously, after the movie, she got on my nerves a lot because like she was just. Saying a lot of things that I was like, it's it's just a Marvel movie. If you had made a good movie, we would have I would have been there more than once. Oh yeah. I just I didn't feel like the movie was good. I felt like it faltered a lot of the time. Um, I felt like they they really were they were trying to give us a super powerful character, but still give her things to fight against. But I'm like, I know who you are. Like I know what you do. You just showed <laughs> us that you're invincible, that you don't take damage, and now we're supposed to be scared that you're gonna get hurt you're gonna what you know what i mean it was tough because they didn't give us something for us to like be like oh this is gonna wreck her like well i was good they kind of they like tried to stick with like the comic af- comic book yeah. aspect of her as well and then they tr- like you said tried mm-hmm. to like make her invent not invincible anymore but she's considered one of the strongest avengers well i mean but they even made her invincible in the thing so mm-hmm. it was the thing is you made her invincible but then we're trying to tell us she wasn't invincible, but showed that she was invincible. So it was like, what are you doing here? Like, I had, I kind of, kind of wish they had done a little more with the, the mind aspect of it, and done more with like the supreme intelligence, where she like comes to and she realized she's being brainwashed or something. Like, gave us a different character, like midway through, realizing that she broke like the supreme intelligence hold on her or something, and now she's someone new, and she's like, oh my god, like I didn't know this was happening to me. And that's what triggered the whole, like, her going against them so, like, much. I know that they had their own story with the scrolls and all that. But yeah. I just feel like – and then then why now – I don't know. It felt really weird. It, it felt like it was a little um, shoehorned in there because they needed to get a movie out for her. They, they felt like they needed to get her a story somehow. Yeah, they needed to introduce her for Endgame. For Endgame, yeah. They needed to give her something. And I just wish they would have postponed it and gave us a movie – that was better. I don't, I, see, I, it, it's not. I think the movie pro, was fine. Production, see, production value. I just so my only qualm with it is the story. Like I felt like it was the same for um, what's the other one? The Star Wars one. The, oh, the, the, the new the new trilogy. The final nine. The, the final, yeah, the, th- the final three. Final nine. Yeah, uh, the, the final. It oh, ended on go, the nine. God, I got you right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like seven, eight through eight. Seven eight nine, yeah, seven eight nine. nine. So seven eight nine, I felt like that was a little weird because like, don't talk to me unless you about this unless you want just nothing but about hate the entire rest of the podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'll agree with you a little that I didn't like it. I, there was parts where I was just like, I feel like they could have done better, and they were giving us a character. I know that people like calling her Mary Sue. That was a big thing for a while. Yeah, that was, was a just big like, thing. She's a Mary Sue. Like this is boring. Um. And and I see what they're like what they were talking about when that happens, but I think it's the same issue with Marvel Captain Marvel. They were trying to weaken them, right? But at the same time, make them strong, right? But without giving them too many faults, right? Because none of them did anything technically wrong. 
which is I think that's where I see my issue with the storytelling. It was like, no, there was no negative consequences to any of their actions, really. Like, you know, the whole like Chewie getting captured and she blew up the thing, right? The literal next scene was us seeing Chewie, yeah. right? That was like, what was the point of having us go through that turmoil other than to hear her scream Chewie's name? You know, <laughs> yeah. that's literally all that happened because she literally screamed, Chewie! We found out she did lightning, which told us she was a Palpatine or could be a Palpatine, right? And then we saw Chewie. So none of us were like, oh, Chewie's alive we're still. Dead. We're fine, right? So I feel like there was things in the storytelling, not so much the character or the acting or anything. Rogue One and Solo, those were the last two good Star Wars movies really? to come out. Okay. Yes. Okay. And my, yeah, it's my opinion. Controversial. Hate <laughs> me all you want. You know, a lot of people don't like Solo. A lot of people, lot didn't of like people Solo. don't like Solo. I thought it was a fantastic film, and Rogue mm-hmm. One was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Now, do you like, do you like, well, so first, let's go back to Captain Marvel, because we had talked about that prior, going to Star yeah. Wars. Do you like Captain Marvel, the movie? Um, To be perfectly honest, I've watched it. Mm-hmm. It was not memorable. Okay, fair enough. I honestly cannot tell you what happened in that movie. I it was it was unimpressive to me. It was not. I didn't think it was good. Okay, fair enough. And like I said, that's a that's a, that's a fair assumption on the movie. Um, did you want to say anything about Ms. the Captain Marvel at all? I know that's one of your favorite movies. Yeah, so. um, it is one of my favorite movies because I think it was the first time that Marvel was willing to introduce a lead female role as like the main movie, um, with no like male cohort. Like, except really? for Nick Fury. That's not uh, what I meant. Uh, I'm just saying he's in the movie. He's like but right yes. there. Um, yeah. And, and Jude Law. I do agree with you yeah. where that I think the story was kind of like meh. Yeah. I really do want them to do a Captain Marvel too. Yeah. Or another version of it now that she's out in space exploring the universe. Yeah. To see, you know, what that does for her because I feel like it might be able to tell her story a little bit better. Yeah. Especially now since like the snap has happened, you know. Now, in the comics, because you mentioned the comics with her. Monica has passed away. Or Maria. One of the two. In real life? Yeah. Really? The actress for... No, 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 not real life. Sorry. Um, In, like, WandaVision, I'm pretty sure they mention that her mom uh, her, passed Yeah, her away. friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. her yeah. friend did... She died in the series. Yeah, I just remember if she it was, was Monica or Maria. I can't remember which. I have right no now. idea. Yeah, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. So the the lead investigator or one of the lead investigators, the one they send the the what's the group? Sword? Is it swords? Swords? The group that's in shield? Is it shield? shield. No, I don't think it's shield. It was it shield at the moment still. Um, with one division? No, it was sword at the time. I'm pretty sure it's sword. Yeah, no, it's it's. Who was I'm, investigating? I think it is actually sword because Shield died in with um with the Agents of Shield. Well, no, I was saying Shield died in because um, <laughs> that show was kind Avengers: of a shit. Age of Ultron was the last time we saw a sh- the Shield people because yeah because it, uh, uh, Nick Fury showed up with the Helicarriers and said you know I still have some things and then Winter Soldier is where it died died is because they released all the secrets Hail and they Hydra. found out it was half yeah it was most it was Hydra and not Shield. So, I don't know if they did they reinstate Shield. Did Shield become a thing again? Because I remember that was being a thing. If they did, mm-hmm. um, I don't think did you, did you blew it Nick Fury is part of it. I think yeah. Nick Fury went on his own. He was just like fuck uh, this. WandaVision was the FBI. Oh, that's oh when it, yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. Never mind. Yeah, no. uh, uh, Jimmy, any of them. Cho. Uh, as Cho? Monica rejoins, so Monica Rambo rejoins. Monica Rambo. 
and starts her investigation into Westview and what's going on. Got it. Jimmy okay. was also being investigating, which was the FBI agent, and they started working together. Got it. So okay, cool. Work. Okay, so, so yes, both sword work. and the so FBI. sword and FBI. Okay, yeah. Because I was like, say she was a sword agent. I was gonna say mm-hmm. that, but I didn't know for sure. So yeah, so yeah, you're right. So her mom was the best friend of Mr. Cap. Captain Marvel's, yeah, Captain Marvel's best friend. Yes, and she passed away in the show because I remember them mentioning it that she was in the hospital. Yeah, something like that. Because Captain after, Marvel after the the bleep, the blip, blip, the snap, snap. But they call it a blip though, right? They yeah. said the blip after the blip. Yeah, the and then wasn't it that she died because Monica was blipped? And then yeah, she died oh, you're right. She, she died while she was gone, and she came back. back Never mind, her, you're right. And she was trying to find her mom, and she was like, I don't understand where she's at. And they're like, someone's like, she died she like passed four away years four ago. years ago yeah, yeah. you're right because she was in the blip yeah yep. you're right that's what happened hey good memory good memory i'm excited for ms marvel too that's actually really cool yeah. i like Ms. Marvel I need to start watching that as a actually. character yeah, yeah i watched the first episode it was actually pretty good yeah yeah it's, it's a good one it's a good i think it's a good episode i think it's a good good one to start um actually i'll probably do that tonight yeah i'm gonna yeah go for it wait miss yeah. marvel's a tv show tv, TV show now yeah miss marvel yeah yeah miss marvel all right i Really enjoy Marvel. Um, yeah. I'm a bigger DC fan. Always have been. Always will be. Okay. Uh, but Marvel, they do very well with their cinematic universe, but they can't touch the animation, that DC animated universe, anywhere near. <laughs> uh, you have Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Batman Beyond. Uh, Batman Beyond. You have Batman Young Brave Justice. Old. You have a lot of Batman. Um, you got Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark. You have uh, the couple movies where fucking John Constantine's in it, where it's about magic and that's Batman. Justice League Dark. Oh, okay, yeah, I so, think they did two of those. So right? Marvel doesn't really have three. many three many animated movies, then, huh? Uh, no, not many. Not I mean, many. But if I you want to just of. go for animated media, you have. Uh, well, I know they have their TV shows, and I like their TV shows. Yeah. Like old school Spider-Man. Old school X-Men. <laughs> it's so terrible. Old school X-Men is freaking Which dope. they're coming back with. I, I'm excited for that. I am excited for that. I'm not saying that it's terrible. I do enjoy those, but the animated universe of DC is just way better. Way better. Yeah. I DC's agree. not afraid to get dark. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, <laughs> all of Batman's rogue gallery. I was going to say, right? Like yeah. all of it. Except for the movies. The movies don't get dark enough for me half the time. They tried. I mean, they lowered the the light setting in the films, which yeah, that, I guess gets it dark. dark. But, <laughs> I mean, you can give me a bright movie and deal with some really dark stuff, and I'll be like, oh. yeah, right? I see the evil. Yeah, like, I see the evil instead of just like, is, is, that, is, that, is that him? Is that, is, that, is that Batman? You know? Okay, Wait, Batman's it. on the screen? <laughs> That's one of my big issues with DC movies. DC movies are... are Bringing it to a different side note. Not necessarily a side like note, but an, an, another quick question. Has anybody seen the Battinson movie? The what? what? The Battinson. Robert Pattinson is playing Batman. Oh, no, I don't like DC. Let's watch it oh. right now. Dude, it's that's three like three hours. fucking hours. I'm down, time. though. I'm down right now. Because Robert Pattinson. But uh, I hate it, Superman. Honestly, it was fucking amazing. Was it? Yeah, from coming from a diehard Batman fan, I was extremely worried about seeing Robert Pattinson take on the mantle. But holy shit! Right. He I'm takes gonna, it. He runs it. with it. Is it out yet? Yeah, yeah. it's out on HBO, HBO. Max. Oh, okay, cool. Or yeah, HBO, HBO Max. Is it HBO Max or just HBO? HBO, HBO Max. Max. Nice. Yes. But no, it's. Sponsor. 
fucking fantastic. Um, they have that Irish guy. I can't fucking remember his name right now. He played Daredevil uh, opposite of Ben Affleck in the Sam Raimi Daredevil movies. He played Daredevil? Or not Daredevil. Um, he played Bullseye. Bullseye. Yeah, okay. Yeah, him. Yeah. He, oh, he's also the detective in a few movies. Um, he's playing Cobblepot in this one. Really? And if you didn't know that, you see Cobblepot the makeup. and the makeup you don't on is see it at all. You don't see him. Yeah. He is suff- He's fucking such a gorgeous dude. But they make him look like absolute butt cheeks in this new Batman movie. And I love it. He absolutely kills the goddamn role. So does Pattinson, too. Okay, that's good to know. Like I said, I've, I've never – I didn't see it in theaters. It did not – it intrigued me because I wanted a more of a, like, detective, dark, sleuthy type of Batman feel. Um, but I never got the chance to go to theaters to watch it. So, so that's what this one is. Except – I feel there's an except coming. There is, but I kind of want to leave it at that because okay, it's okay. one of leave my biggest gripes of the movie. Okay, I want to watch it. I do want to watch yeah. it. So if we can avoid yeah. spoilers, that would be cool. For well, this one. I mean, it's not necessarily spoilers, but it's just something that I feel like if I were to say it, then you're going to be looking for it throughout okay, the entire movie. Don't say it then. Don't movie. say it then. I'll, did you like? Did you watch the Batman movie? I haven't seen it yet. No. You haven't seen it. Three hours is a lot to commit to a movie. It right is. Now. Is it? I okay. saw it. I want to say two or three times in theaters. Mm. That just clearly shows wow. you exactly what it is I think about this movie. Now, did you ever um, just gauge on the table? Did you guys ever watch the um, Justice League movie, the um, Zack Snyder cut? Yes, I still haven't finished it. You got to give that one. Uh, keep going. Yeah, and I watched was... it, the regular Zack Snyder version. That sucked balls. And then no, I hated the it. Zack Snyder. Oh, was... oh, the regular. No, the regular. You said regular yeah. Zack Snyder version. And then they also released black and white. Oh, they did? Really? Yeah, and the entire movie's in black and white, and they added in a couple extra scenes and stuff like that, all that jazz. And that one's really, really good, too. Where's that one at? Also on HBO. So they already have the Justice League version, and that sucked. See, a lot of people think that Batman v Superman was absolute garbage, too. That was garbage. See, that's what everybody says. I I disagree. Why? Okay, so what's one of your biggest gripes with the movie? Um, Martha. Okay. <laughs> See now that's you just That's my one. You've activated my trap card, buddy. That's my one big right. <laughs> All right. So we know that Bruce's mom has always been Martha. Okay. All right. Clark's mom also has been Martha. All okay. right. And so everybody was like, "Oh wow, it's so lame that both of them have the same exact damn name." But what a lot of people don't realize is that was their point, their ability to humanize Superman in Batman's eyes. So, yeah, okay, it might be a little cheesy that they both share the same exact fucking name, but you have to remember, as of up until this entire point in time, Batman has only been seeing Clark Kent as a fucking alien, not Clark Kent. He doesn't see him as a human. He's not a part of this planet. He is a dangerous weapon. He is not to be trusted. He is going around, and at the very beginning of the movie, they animate this. He is knocking down fucking buildings and causing terrorist-style events. He has no remorse. Batman absolutely hates him. He's trying to kill him throughout the entire fucking movie. He even develops a fucking spear to just outright murk his ass. And then when they're going through that entire fight in the old Wayne Manor, that's when Bruce actually, like, he's almost about to kill Superman, the number one threat in the entirety of the world, in his eyes. And then all Superman asks is to save Martha, his mom. What the fuck are you talking about, save Martha? My mom's dead, bitch. No, 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 wait a second. He's talking about his mom. 
wait a second, this guy has a human mom? Holy shit. He's just as much from here, this planet, this soil as I am? Oh, fuck, maybe I should maybe try to go save his human mom. What does she do besides try to raise a boy that's actually, as it turns out, defending the planet? Yeah, he's causing a shit ton of panic. He's causing a bunch of fucking problems. But overall, that moment in Batman's eyes and Batflex eyes, he's also realized that Zod, given the chance, would have subjugated the entirety of the human race. Would have just turned us all into meat popsicles. There's an entire underlying... So, if anything, I would say the movie really sucked because nobody truly understood exactly the deeper meaning because they never went into it anymore. They kind of just chopped it up to that. Interesting. But, okay, Can I but, give a counter-argument? Yes, but actually, I just want to make a statement, though. But if your movie is that... I don't know, but I feel like you need to make that point clearer for people to understand that. Because I get what you mean, and actually that, that brings a lot of clarity to the idea of why that scene... What it was meant to do. It still sucked how they did it in this in the movie, but I, yeah. I get what you mean by That's that. That's my I closing think, statement. Is yeah, it sucked I, for not I actually going more think, into that. I actually think that yeah, I'm gonna give that movie another watch and just see how that. And that I have goes. another reasoning behind that, and then I'll let you but, give your counter argument just real quick. Oh, but but he does want to counter your counter. Yeah, so. no, I'm just gonna um, give this quick one. Uh, the reason why that it's like that, they didn't go into so much detail, uh, is because they were trying to keep up with Marvel. Marvel had already had that great foundation with great movies. Everybody knows who the fuck Superman and Batman are. Let's just skip the entire exposition bullshit again. Go ahead with your counter-argument, unless somebody else has something Would else you, to say. So my problem wasn't actually the they had the same names, because I knew they had the same names. Fucking, that, that's common knowledge. Uh, my argument was actually that uh, if why did that humanize him to Batman? Because Batman, yeah, Superman was the greatest threat the entire fucking time. And Batman has always had a problem with him. Why did that humanize him? Because the thing is, Batman was set on doing something. And usually when Batman's set on doing something, he's going to do it. Cause and he had the opportunity to do it. And yet, oh, he got humanized. He, oh, he has a human mom. Doesn't take back, doesn't take away from all the shit that he's actually done to destroy so much and everything that Batman stands for. Yes, he understood. He, and I also don't think that he got that point of Zod would subjugate everything. I think he understood that Zod was not good and needed to be dealt with. But I think that it's such a small, like, string of like what they're clinging to that honestly there there was no depth to it too like kato said it really honestly sucked how they did it they didn't do very much to it to start with point one the reason it humanized superman is because bruce wayne did not see clark kent not until that point where it was able to get clear through his head yeah, okay, so we have a mom that share each other's names, but that wasn't really exactly all that. That's not it. That's, that wasn't all. my counter-argument. Well, it was the first part to it. No, That's I actually did. I The name thing didn't bother me. It was how small of a thread that it was. Like, the name part didn't bother me. It's how just 
insignificant of like I don't know if I'm making sense. I don't know if I'm trying I'm saying this correctly how I'm thinking it. It just it was so unbelievable for I, the character okay. of Batman. So correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you think you feel that there should have been more needed to like <coughs> humanize him. Yeah. Like they just the name of oh, you have a mom here on this earth. Yeah. It wasn't enough because because in the in truth of it, you know it's not his real mom. Cause, it, so yeah, he says Martha. He never says it's his mom. So it could be a lover. It could be a, a Bruce best doesn't friend. know that. That's what I mean. So, that's what I'm saying. Like so he's that that's, that's his anything. point. He's saying that just by saying the name Martha, it's not enough of a moment to humanize him because you don't know he Bruce because Wayne doesn't he, know it's his mom. It could have been a girl that he knew. It could have been a coworker. It could have been a, a girlfriend. I mean, there's other people it could have been that have that name. So it wasn't enough to be like, it's his mom. Even if you're not a Batman fan, I can ask this one question, and I'm pretty sure it'll also help clear up the situation. What is Batman's number one rule? He doesn't kill. Exactly, and he was about but to... he was prepared to kill. He, he was about to himself. screw off all of his morals in order to kill this guy. So not only was him mentioning Martha like one of those things that paused him and made him wait, but it was also this thing where he was about to fucking plunge this kryptonite spear into Superman's chest. Here's another thing, though. He doesn't kill humans. <laughs> no, he doesn't kill. He's. I'm pretty sure he's killed some de- demi uh, the dark side things. Nope. I'm pretty sure he's killed a couple of those. Inadvertently, things. more than likely. I mean, it could be argued that Darkseid's Omega beings killed him more times than not. But no, Batman's not running around with the gat, fucking popping parodies yeah, in no, the forehead. He, yeah, no, he's not running around with gat, but he's I mean, yeah, popping, he, he has before, but he's popping parademons with the, his boomerangs, and those things are sharp as fuck. Boomerangs, his batarangs, <laughs> and those things are sharp as fuck. But we digress, though. But okay. yeah, no. So I, what was your what was your other reason that you didn't like the movie, besides the Martha thing? Um. The, uh, if any, if you, you don't have to have any more reasons, I mean, um, honestly, I didn't really like that. I understood it was setting up for, um, their justice league movie, but, uh, doomsday, I felt like that should have been such a better, like, longer thing that i felt like that should have been in a whole entire movie itself yeah i can see that instead doomsday of a monster because it was superman v batman and i understand that doomsday doesn't really ever die he just uh hibernates and hibernates and heals mutates. up and mutates into something better yeah yeah and also i didn't like how they made it from zod too yeah i can see that they, they changed his origin okay, yeah i mean that makes sense there's certain things that you you don't want changed and everything's like that um, but that makes sense. Well, guys, you know what? We're going to call it right there. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been episode six of Topics on the Table with the amazing Bethel. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys you, have a good night. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you for you know sharing some life experiences with us and just yeah, you know, I had a great time. conversating. Um, yeah, like time. I said, this has been the Marauders. We have Ian. Yo, I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> Bedtime, right? And we have Miss Danny. Have the day you deserve. And I have been the Pie Messiah, and I hope to talk to you guys again soon. Love you guys. Let's go.